Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. We'll be talking a little bit about that later in the show because it's going to be one of our major topics. This week, we're going to be talking about Patch 5.25. The new Relic is here, a little bit of lore behind it, and, of course, some other announcements that were made in the Final Fantasy XIV space. I don't know why Atthus finds that so funny. <laughs> a little bit of lore. A little bit of lore. Tad bit of lore. Tad bit of lore. Um, and also we have some other stuff to talk about, so let's get started. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy, of course. Joining me is Sly, who was rudely interrupted from his normally scheduled stream because I forgot to tell him that this was going to be a noon show. I just kind of inferred it when I said, I'll, I'll, I think we're going to have Atthus on. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm here. My bad. Hi. My bad, Sly. It's good. It's good. It's all right. <laughs> it went from good to all right real quick. All right. And uh, I mentioned a little bit of lore. I already said his name, so I guess I don't even need to introduce him. Ethis is here, you know. Hi. Hi, yeah. guys. Yeah, I'm here for that hey, little bit of lore. Looks over at his several, several pages of lore notes. <laughs> nah, you just took bit. a lot of screenshots, so it looks like a lot. Okay. I did. I didn't see I, I mean, I do have, like, yeah, I know you do. I was, I watched your stream when you realized there were, there were way more screenshots to take than you initially thought. Yeah. How's it going, gentlemen? Great. How's life inside? Business as usual. Yeah, I see, pretty much. I see Ethis has let his hair down. Um... Have, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was down last me? time. I think it was. Well, I think sometimes it's something. Sometimes it's down. Isn't I it? like it down. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, so I was saying. You I look, like yours too. I, I look like a Chad. Yeah, I either I look like a Chad or a mess. There's no in between at this hair length. I'm surprised you know what a Chad is. That's a very uh, British thing, isn't it? America has taken on the Chad. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the Chad. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get started, uh, we have some pretty obvious topics to talk about today. We, of course, have to thank our sponsors for the show. Steel Series, of course, well, the first sponsor, the one we spend the majority of our intro talking about. Don't forget, we have a 12% discount code for them, but I know that most people are, uh, you know, not really thinking about buying headsets and whatnot right now, so... Don't worry about that. Just enter the free giveaway we do every month instead. Uh, there's going to be one of those for April in the description of State of the Realm, and... Our other show that is also sponsored by Steel Series now, TBG, Talk About Games. <clears throat> We're going to be filtering those in especially over the next several months because of uh, some events going on with Final Fantasy XIV. And it's just a show where we talk about whatever's going on in games at the current moment. I can already tell you our next show will be Final Fantasy VII Remake Spoiler Cast. <laughs> so that's going to be Saturday, April 25th. We'll be doing a formal Final Fantasy VII Remake Spoiler Cast. That'll get posted onto YouTube, so... Uh, be on the lookout for that, and we'll be alternating between State of the Realm and TBG on weeks where there's just not much to talk about. So expect that until there's more uh, Final Fantasy XIV news where we will chain State of the Realms back-to-back instead. And, of course, we have our uh, patrons. Their, their names are rotating on the top right. There's a couple names missing from that, and since we're at the start of the show, I figure I'll call them out by name since they're not actually on that list. We got DJ, we got Brandon, and we got Ed85. So all three of you... Thank you for supporting. I'll have your names on for the next episode, but I wanted to shout you out by name. And we'll do our formal Patreon uh, shout-out later in the show. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me for needing to clear my throat. I uh, Yesterday I had to do a bit of running around, and since then I've had a, a little bit of a congestion from running around outside for like 30 minutes. It's the, that, that, that fresh air, man, the introvert in me just can't handle it. 
We gotta make sure that the cops don't catch you. <laughs> well, I was looking for a delivery guy, so I feel like it was an essential service that I was I was looking for. But he gave me the runaround for thirty minutes. The mm. cursed pizza, as as chat may remember, it's more like twenty minutes, really. But. He's probably doing that to everyone. Every time he goes to deliver something, he knows we all need some exercise. <laughs> sounds like a post show. Sounds like a post show conversation. Fortunately, <clears throat> so yeah, I tried to take a sip. It didn't work. We have patch 5.25 to talk about. It was funny because it was fine up until we actually started, and now it's, like, kicking in. Now I'm in, now I'm in show host mode. It's like, ah, I got him. Uh, we had patch 5.25 last Tuesday. Um, yep. It was a little probably about a week later than some of us were hoping, considering some other games had, uh, were on the horizon or had just come out around that time. But it gave us the new Relic. It gave us the long-awaited story that comes with that relic, which we told is going to be much more story-oriented than our previous ones. And uh, <clears throat> it gave us that new EX trial. We finally found out who that boss was. We found out what their reward structure was going to be for it. And now we have some expectations for the future of the relic and the extreme. So, gentlemen, first and foremost, this relic step, really short. Before we even talk about the specifics of it, really short. Good. Yeah. Yeah, could, could, yeah. That, so that's that's the weird thing. It came at such a bad time, but it was so quick that it wasn't a bad time. <laughs> really? So I'm glad mm. they paced it out like that. Do you think there was any any foresight into that, knowing what no, was coming out? They knew this. This is, they, they knew this was how it was going to be for like months now. They so knew. they didn't. You think you didn't, you didn't think they made this step with? everything else out. No, they were not like, oh, seven remakes coming out. I guess our first relic needs to take an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't think that's how they function. No, I I mean, like, there's always other stuff happening, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, but not at the... Not at the rate that this is. Yeah, but you gotta remember, yeah, seven remake was delayed to that day. They knew way ahead. Granted, you'd assume internally they know that, but no, they didn't. They, they we were just like, fuck it. When they finished, because here's the thing, they could have said that, they could have been like, okay, well, 7 Remake comes out, and then we're like, well, let's make this long as hell, and then when they're done with that, they'll come back and they'll do that instead. You know, that's how they would have thought of it. But no, they knew this, this was going to be a nice, easy, ease into pe- all the new people in Shadowbringers who had never done a quest like this in Final Fantasy fourteen or didn't go back to the old ones. That's my opinion, okay. at least. Were, were we expecting it to be like this? I expected it to take three, four hours to finish the first battle. Yeah, I was expecting mm-hmm. a little bit of a grind. Like something, mm-hmm. go do something, face something, do a dungeon, mm-hmm. like a umpteen times, something. No, I literally expected it to be story. I just thought the story quest would take a little longer. That's it. I thought it was going to be as easy as this. They've been telling us. They've been, they, this was no mystery. I checked the last live letter and they said you literally do a few story quests in a solo instance and you have it. That's what the mm-hmm. most recent live letter says. But they did also say there was going to be something to farm, and they were not wrong. They said it. They, they said they said it would be quote not that difficult to obtain mm-hmm. subsequent relics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was kind of expecting, or well, not expecting, but I was kind of hoping that we would have the story, we would get our first relic, and then we would have some little you know uh, kind of animos zone or whatever. Um, that we could farm around in. And um, how long, how recently did you have that expectation? Oh, a couple of months ago. 
Okay. So before the last live letter where they told us yeah. otherwise. Okay. Yeah, before the last live letter, yeah. And I was still kind of hanging on to that, that we'd get something like that. But um, I don't know. So the, the, the extreme mode, we've set an interesting uh, precedent here, haven't we? Wow, we're just going to jump right into that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, why not? Right? We're talking about the, the, the content delivery system here. Oh, we're still talking about the relic itself and the actual acquisition, but I don't mind jumping right to the extreme. So yeah, after you finish, and we'll talk about the actual quest in a second. We'll cover the content and its face value first. Yeah. Um, after you finish a few story quests, you finish a solo instance, which was interesting and not at all what I thought it was going to be based on the trailers. I was not even remotely expecting it to be anything like that. And that's a whole huge conversation we have to go through, mm-hmm. the, the solo trial. Um, the final boss of the solo trial is an extreme mode. They gave us an extreme mode of it. Um, and the purpose of that is to farm... Pentamelded, uh, idealized versions of the artifact gear that we picked up over on the first, which is really weird of all the things for us to grab a piece that we got on the first from Geralt. We have an idealized version of it on the source from an extreme trial. (laughs) Don't overthink it. I picked up the Dragoon one and I was like, all right, this is called Tero Slaver, um, which is kind of perhaps making some Gukumats like you know, reference to what that is all about with, with Ranjit, given that, you know, the great worms and like, you know, proper dragons in the sense that we know them on the source and see a thing on the first. So the dragoons don't exist. Um, on the first, we got terror slavers. We got people that like enslaved these pterosaurs instead. Um, and it's called the same thing. And I was like, I, I can't ever think this. I, I just, <laughs> Well, no. well, I can tell you a question I'll be asking Koji if I get the opportunity. Because <laughs> there's got to be an explanation for it somewhere. Okay. Ludo narrative dissonance. That's what he's going to tell you. I don't believe it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, we got an extreme mode. This is, so this is an interesting thing because there's been a big question about content development for Shadowbringers. Uh, one of the biggest topics would be that in 5.2, we would officially be going down to one dungeon per patch. So everything that comes out that isn't part of the traditional patch cycle is under a microscope as this is what replaced our dungeon. It could be anything. We've already had things prior to this that people have compared it to. Hmm. So if we were to make a one-to-one comparison, what would you rather have? Another dungeon, which can be full of lore, story elements, world building, not just the linear, narrow experience that we know it as, as a method of obtaining tomes in the expert roulette. Or would you rather have this style of extreme, where you don't really know that it needed to happen, but it's kind of cool that it did at the same time? Well, I mean, here we've got... Fair question. Though. I know. I think it is because this is yeah. how. Listen, this is how the community is looking at it. We lost the dungeon I mean, for X, so I'm treating true. it from that perspective. Okay, put it like this. Yeah, you have you have an EX that you'll do however many times, and then just completely be done with it. You have a dungeon that you'll do, you know, however so many times. Either it gets a twice, a, and then be completely done with it. Right. <laughs> And so you're forced to so, do it in roulette. Yeah, that's it. So, like you said, with the dungeon, there's like more attached to it. Everything um, with an EX is just it's it's a fun fight. 
That's that's mm-hmm. just it. It's a fun fight. And you do it and you're done. So really honestly, I'm like I said, I don't feel it's like it's a fair question. I mean, it's it all depends on the player and how how they want to consume the content. So really it could it could go either way, honestly. Hmm. Um, uh, well, look, we, we got a lot more lore from mm-hmm. this chapter than we get from our average dungeon. There's, like, very, very few dungeons. I mean, we get a lot of dungeons that, like, promise us lore, you know, that have a bunch of books that we can't read, for instance. Um, I, and, felt, uh, like, I, I call that the Gubal Twitch that you just had, right? Because <laughs> he said that and you were like... Whenever someone puts dungeon and lore... In the same sentence, I get the Google Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not good. Oh man. Yeah. Um so I think that from that perspective what we got was really, really good. Um I wasn't actually thinking about comparing it with the the, the dungeon that we've lost, because I've been talking about this. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter, people complaining about the extreme mode, that it doesn't have any new BGM. Um, it doesn't, it's not like as kind of like flashy and, um, spectacular and theatric as we're sort of used to from extreme modes over the past couple of expansions. And I think that's fair. And what I've been telling people is like, well, it's like a free extreme mode. It's a free bonus extreme mode. If you want extreme modes like mid patch, um, in this manner, having a way to kind of, you know, like tie us over between major patches, then you should basically submit feedback that suggests that that's what you want rather than just kind of complaining about the fact that it doesn't have as much spit and polish as, you know, the the sort of like major patch extreme mode trials. I wasn't thinking when I was saying this um, about the fact that, yeah, we like sacrificed a, a dungeon for it, a dungeon that does have a bunch of unique assets and, you know, new BGM and all of that kind of, um, you know, little bits of extra polish. Um, so that, as soon as I kind of concede that, as soon as I recognize that, that, that does kind of like complicate things for me because this definitely was not to the same standard as previous extreme arts. Um, it was fun. Like I, I, I enjoy it. It's like f- fun to farm. It's fun mechanically. It's interesting. But it does seem like a kind of bonus sort of shoehorned little bit of like extra content, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it also depends on if you want to make that comparison to the overall quest as opposed to just the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do have to consider the solo instance is, I would say visually is a spectacle. Um, yeah. The, and I hate that we can't go back in there. That, that's one thing that really frustrated me. Yeah. And we'll definitely have a lot to say about that when we go over to the lore section. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We got that. We got Gangos, like all of that. Gangos stuff, of has that. a slap in OST, by the way. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it does. Right. And like, and like, that's also like stuff that we've sacrificed a dungeon for. So I think if we take this chapter like it's in, in, in its entirety and say, okay, we lost a dungeon for this, then it's like, all right. Yeah. That seems like a fair trade off. But the thing is like, we didn't lose a dungeon for. Animos, did we? No. We, we, we still, we, yeah, we, we still had, cause we had this, we had a similar conversation cause we lost mm-hmm. three dungeons. We went from, um, two dungeons. Well, I mean, to be fair, Realm Reborn, I think was 
three almost. I don't think it was every time it was three. I think I think even numbers were three. I can't remember. We got a lot of dungeons in a realm reborn. Yeah, it's it it's shitload of dungeons. Because I, re- I remember what what two point five was. Uh, what, what's the dungeon with Midgard Stormer? Uh, silver to on silver. Tier? Keeper of the Lake. Yeah, we had Keeper of the Lake. We had and then we had two hard modes. We had we had mm-hmm. uh, a Wanderer's Keep Darius? and Amdapur. Wanderers mm-hmm. keep an amdapur. Yeah, Pharos came, I think, in, in 3.1. And it's gradually gone from like, you know, three a patch to two a patch to two and one a patch mm-hmm. to now one a patch. And they've just mm-hmm. constantly moved assets away from them. So I think that's, that's why everything that they do that isn't a dungeons under a microscope, even if those mm-hmm. things are risks, I suppose, that people don't always agree with. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really considered like comparing it to the stuff that we'd lost from a dungeon, but that that is interesting. That is compelling. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, like for, for me personally, you get a lot more of uh, longevity out of an extreme mode. I think you get a lot more bang for your buck. Um, you spend a lot more time, at least me, like spend a lot more time farming in extreme mode than I would do running a dungeon. Um, and uh, when it comes to roulette, it's like. You don't really care, provided you get a little bit of variety, provided I'm not getting the same dungeon every single day. Like, I could... Which, even when there's a million choices, I still get Sestasha in the leveling roulette every time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. even when you're running with a pre-made four-man party of everyone at, like, a level 73, you get Sestasha. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bullshit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe they need to worry less about more dungeons and and more about, like, a better algorithm for... uh, randomizing in the roulette. <laughs> yeah, for the ones that we already have. Um, the extreme itself was was rather fun. I enjoyed it. Um, again, you said it didn't have as much, uh, you know, spit and polish. I don't like using the word spit. I was going to say flash, but then you said spit. Now it's in my mind. I don't like the word spit. It just doesn't Why? sound good. It's like moist for me. <laughs> yeah, well... It wasn't moist either. It was quite dry. Yeah, there you go. See, that's great. It dry. Um, I okay. I I know we're gonna dive into like the story and law stuff. Yeah. Um, in a bit, but real quick, I was um so conflicted with Varys's death. In uh, was it was it it was five point one, right? Yeah, five point. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was the end. Of- it was at the end of 5.1, or was it at the end of 5.0? No, because 5... Well, we, we saw the precursor of it in 5.0. Yeah, 5, yeah. 5. 5.0, yeah. We didn't saw it in 5.2. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, when we saw that, on one hand, I was like, oh, damn. Like, what What a twist. That's that's awesome. Um, glad that, you know, not everything was wholly predictable there. But on the other hand, I felt robbed because I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to stab Varys. Did that give you um, your catharsis? Yeah, yeah. Like we've made a nice varus-shaped punching bag, and uh, we go in there and slap the shit out of it. That's basically. actually a very lore-accurate comparison, too. Essentially, yeah. it's um, satisfying. I yeah. like it. It's, it's 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 for me. This extreme sets an interesting precedent that's a little bit different than I guess I, mm-hmm. I was. Cause, so one big discussion has been how many extremes we'll get in this expansion. You know, we've normally set the expectation one a patch, and we now mm-hmm. no longer can say that's the expectation. Um, mm-hmm. It's an unknown. 
And now the expectation kind of starts to swing the other way. Because originally mm. we were like, well, are we going to fight all four of the weapons? Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and Diamond. That was the first mm. thing. Oh, well, now they're doing extra extremes. Maybe we actually get to fight all four of them as extremes. Now it's going a step further because um, the wandering dramaturge is Yasume Matsuno, the, one of the mm-hmm. you know fathers of the evolution Final Fantasy lore. Um, that's his in-game avatar, similar to the way that the Wandering Minstrel is Yoshida's in-game avatar. And he's placed there as the NPC that gives us access to this extreme mode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like putting him there and making him part of it for just one? Yeah, it implies there's going to be more of these. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about this, uh, honestly, personally. Like, I, I think for step one, having something like this is great. It's fine. Like, you know, sets it up. Um, they've done a really good job of that. But if every subsequent relic step is going and doing a single player instance in some part of Bosja or, um, in someone's, you know, memories or dreams or whatever, and then having an extreme mode attached to it, and that is it for every step, I'm going to be really disappointed. Well, honestly. we fortunately know that's not the case already. We have mm-hmm. defined information of what the subsequent steps will have. They, they've outright mm-hmm. said there's another exploration zone in point three five, and that they're already working on a BA2, codename BA2, with mm-hmm. no portal, no fighting over portals for entry, specifically, them noting. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that much fear, but if there's the story-driven aspects, we know the exploration zone also isn't mandatory to do the relics. It's not inextricably tied like it was with Eureka. So to say that there couldn't also be a solo instance to each of these steps that comes with a little bit extra fluff with an extreme is, I think, within reasonable expectation, maybe not every time, but at least once more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think we can probably expect, like, at least one more extreme mode trial from, uh, Matsuda because, again, like, having him there for just one seems strange, arbitrary. Um, yeah. I mean, he's also there for, like, you know, law dumps, which is kind of what he was doing in, uh, Return to Ivalice. I mean, it's um, Matsuno himself, gotta remember, Matsuno also wrote the story for our current relic. Mm-hmm. So him being there is, is apt. You are gonna, you are getting a taste. I feel, again, they made such a big deal about Yoko Taro joining for, for this, and they just kind of slipped it under the rug that Matsuno was writing the relic class. <laughs> yeah, by the way, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm, uh, I'm glad, because I really liked Return to Ivalice, and I want, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that he gets his hands in this a little bit too. God, that love, mm-hmm. that, that, that man loves his, uh, exposition. He sure does. He, mm-hmm. he can't can't spell evilly without exposition. That's what the e at the end stands for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what all the e's stand for. Yeah. In well, there's only one in evilly. It's not evilly. Okay. All right. Wait. What? So evilly without add an extra e? No, I'm saying that like it's called evilly, oh, but e- it's spelled yeah, with an i, like but it's not evilly. Uh, okay. yeah. 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 All right. There you go. No, I understand. You got it. Picked up on it. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. bro. Slide. <laughs> this is what I deal with every show. You think you had to end? You had to end your P5 archery early for this. <laughs> I sure did. Sure did. Do we? Uh, do we want to talk about the exposition? I mean, the exposition is 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 yeah. 
that's that's kind of the core. I mean, it's like we could sit here and talk about the fight and the extreme and the party finder. Although the party finder's been pretty good at agreeing on this one. Thankfully, there's not much in the way of division. There's a couple. There's not, there's not a lot of deviation in terms yeah. of there. There's some light deviation, but it's very light. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. It's not like oh, Ilya, know this, know that. No, it's nothing like E8. Thank God. Well, it's also and, nothing um, like Ruby Weapon. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah. And when your PF disagrees, you can just wing it because you can have like seven people dead for most of the encounter and still. Still clear it because it's yeah. the fucking joke. Yeah, it's it's it, a lot of people forget. It, I don't think we've ever had a situation where a primal that is designed, well, primal, a trial mm. that's designed with the same gear level in mind as the previous trial before it releases two months after we've had gear to time to get gear for it. So mm. it's releasing at such a point where even the most casual player has at least picked up eight weeks of tombstones. You know. And I mean, a free gotta, weapon. Well, you gotta remember, in terms of difficulty, uh, Hades was pretty forgivable, too. Yeah, but Hades at least was scaled. Imagine if Hades was scaled mm-hmm. to the same item level as Titania, you know, mm-hmm. when it released. It's kind of like that, mm-hmm. in a sense. That, that really makes the whole Memoria, uh, Misera. Have you yeah. tried doing it in minimum eye level? Hell no, what do I look like? Someone who's got time for that shit? Dude, Seven Remake came out fucking two days later. Get out of your fucking mind. I just, I, I feel like even in minimum eye level, those checks would still be like pretty, pretty forgiving. It's just, it seems really undertuned. And it's probably because it's tied to the relic. I, I guarantee you, even as like item level 470 minimum, it is probably tuned down because they're attracting people who normally do relics who are not people who go out of their way to do harder content it may not be part mm-hmm. of the relic step itself but i'd say it's reward is still coveted amongst the average player it's pretty substantially whether it i think be that's for a good point item level for the materials lots or just for the fact that mm-hmm. it's diable versions of gear we already have i i think i think that's fair like even if we go back to arr like yoshida has always said that it's supposed to be like uh, like time investment for power, um, that it's supposed to be like the alternate route to raiding the, the, the point of the relic weapon. And that's never like really been like strictly true, but that's sort of mm-hmm. the design philosophy that informs this content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's reasonable. Okay. Mm. Well, with that, I think there, there again, there's, there's just not much more to say. It's an, it's an EX fight. It's fun. We enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's a little yeah. bit headache-driven in the party finder, but only slightly. You can have deaths and recover. So it works out fine most of the time. Yeah, just wing it. Even some of my footage from my god, I just went to a random party finder, said three kills and done, three pulls, three kills, done. That was the day of. It was fine. It was perfect. Yeah. Can't complain about that. So yeah. with that, the real thing, and this is, I, I, I was so ecstatic and just anxious about this coming out was because of the lore but what ended up happening came not even remotely close to what i looked at and interpreted from the Mm -hmm. trailer Mm -hmm. the red herrings (laughs) were immense and the the how well they hid what was actually happening in the trailer was impressive and yet when we saw it it was so obvious yeah 
They're like, oh, you know, oh, it all comes together. There we go. So um, the precedent set for this is the Bajan resistance is seeing all these other city states that are mm-hmm. that are seceding or at least you know putting up resistances and they're they're trying to bring they're trying to get their land back to the land of Bajja. Land that was ravaged and destroyed by the meteor project that Sid's father had uh had uh you know orchestrated. Don't give me that look, we're not there yet. Sid's father had orchestrated many years prior. Uh we see we see it referenced a lot. It's one of Sid's biggest personal failings. He's mentioned in the past, and that comes, you know, that's kind of like one of the whole points that we deal with here. And they go to Doma, because Doma's, you know, Doma's free. And they're like, okay, we need, we need allies, we need assistance. And, uh, they just call us. And they're just like, listen, we can't help you, but we know a guy. Then <laughs> <laughs> that's the Final Fantasy 14 that I've been playing for the last seven years. We can't help you, but this guy, you'll be alright. Trust me. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty simple precedent that I think we were all keenly aware of. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much to discuss there. But the reason that the, we're building these relics in the first place is they need a symbol to stand behind. They don't have a queen or a leader. A reminder that Hrothgar's society is patriarchal. Or, or I'm sorry, matriarchal. Matriarchal. Yeah. Matriarchal. Sorry. Yeah. And they don't have a symbol like that to stand behind. So instead, so her, her guard's old weapon, their, their most prominent queen from back in the Allegan era, which is, we're, we got a few interesting tidbits about the Allegan era here too. Um, her, her guard's old uh, weapons, we were trying to recreate them mm-hmm. in a sense and at least give them something to stand behind, a symbol of confidence and rebellion. It was partly as a symbol and partly the idea that they were just, like, really OP. Yeah. And um, they could literally, like, use them um, to smash the Fourth Legion. Yeah. Um, And the Fourth Legion is run by Noah Van Gabranth, as a reminder for anyone who didn't pay attention when they quickly finished Return to Ivelisse because they heard it was required for the Relic. Oh, we will dive into that. Oh, we, yeah, we we sure will. Our boy Noah is uh, not fucking around, it seems. Um, should we? Okay, do you, do you guys want me to like go through your uh, Aelzivia cheat sheet here a little bit? <laughs> I have a feeling we won't have a choice whether or not you get to go through that. Sure. Because here's here's going to be the dangerous thing. We're not doing mm-hmm. an Aelzivia on just point two five, which means I now have to commit this to memory until we get to point three. No. You're gonna be in trouble. All right, let me <laughs> let's 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 start with Bodger. We we just talked about Bodger, the context. Let's let's go through that for a little bit. So okay. Bodger is in southern Ilzabad. Uh it's vaguely west of Dalmaska, so it's like pretty close to that southern coast of uh of Ilzabad. Um and looking west uh from Gango, so we're looking like out across the ocean there. We might be looking at um the Bounty, which is the sea between Ilzabad and Thavnir, or we might be um, looking at uh, the, the, the Corvos of Narrow, which is specifically like that, that straight there. You guys um, uh, seen the world map? Remember there's that, that um, the Anchorite at Corvos in the, in the cloud there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember it from when, because mm-hmm. the section you're referring to is also shown when we are crossing over. Like, it, it's shown tangentially when we're crossing over to get mm-hmm. to, to Kugane, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, 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 go, we go under. Way south of yeah, we, we go, go under. Way, way, way south of Thavna. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyone, anyone who's, like, got access to the world map, that, that's kind of vaguely where we are, if you're wondering. Um, so, Queen Gunhilder... Um, and Gunhilder's not a name, it's a title, which makes Queen Gunhilder a redundancy. They're basically calling her Queen Queen. Um, she united the Hrothgar tribes and founded Bosjar during the Third Astral Era, um, after all of Ilzabad was conquered by Alec. So Alec that conquered, you know, the three great continents and pretty much the whole world, apparently there was this one little pocket of resistance in the middle of it, which is the kingdom of Bosjar. Um, which is wild. So, uh, yeah, that was founded by Queen Gunhilda uniting the, the Hrothgar tribes. Uh, she was an, uh, astrologian and a, uh, a, a seer, apparently. And we'll come to what that might mean, um, in a little bit. Um, so we know about Gunhilda's blades. We, we already had like that really long winded explanation of gun blades being a, um, basically a, a shortening of Gunhilda's blades and that they were the Queen's Guard and that's where gun blades and gun breakers came from. Uh, they, they broke the elegant guns. So they were called gun breakers. So it turns out that not all of the gun blades wielded gun blades and not all of the gun blades were gun breakers, but all gun breakers did wield gun blades. So not all gun blades had gun blades. Some gun blades had spears. Some gun blades had books. Some gun blades had gun blades and were gun breakers. <laughs> you really were ready to do I this, weren't you? No, I, 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 I hate this. Lined up. You had that lined up. I just, I, it really, it really frustrates me. When they came to us and they were like, oh yeah, so they're all gun blades, but like, not all of the gun blades are gun blades. I'm gonna need you to f- properly refer to anyone referring to Gunhilder's blades as Gunhilder's <laughs> blades forever. They call them the gun blades. <laughs> That's the problem. You call them Gunhilder's blades from now on, you son okay, of a bitch. fine. <laughs> not all of Gunhilder's blades. Thank you. Used Gunhilder's blades. No. Some of them used- Gunhilda's spears. Stop. Stop. <laughs> God damn it. You know what you're doing. You know, you know exactly what you're doing. God. Yeah, okay, I know what I'm doing, but so did Matsuna and so did Koji, and they did it anyway. Alright? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, anyway. I hate so, you. <laughs> I, I, I love you too, buddy. Um, so, these weapons were carved with like the special arcanima in them, which um, basically needs to be replicated if we're going to replicate them to use them for the resistance. Um, but they were kept in Bojar Citadel under lock and key uh, by the Galleons, so no one's seen them except Sid, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, so, all right. That, that's the context of, of Gunhilder and the Gunblades. Uh, Bosja fell in the fourth Umbul era, so after the calamity that destroyed Arleg, they also fell, but pretty much immediately after it was rebuilt by survivors into this modern city-state. Um, so that just casually makes this city-state about 5,000 years old. 
um, which is the oldest city-state that we've encountered by far. Just to put it into context, Gridania is like maybe a thousand years old. Yeah, that came after the flood, Gridania. Well, Gridania came like a thousand years after the flood because... Yeah, I mean, I'm saying just just for reference, and the Mm -hmm. flood is, is a whole umbral era... Mm-hmm. Two. Wait, which one? Oh, it's two. Well, you've got you've yeah. got the fourth umbrella, uh, Alec Falls. Then we know almost nothing about the fourth astral era. That might have been um, uh, when the the first zodiac braves were kind of you know getting around and the fall of uh, uh, M- uh, Mulan and all that. Um, and then you've got the fifth umbral era, then the fifth astral era, which is the War of the Magi, and then the sixth then umbral, the sixth which- umbral era. Six- yeah, and then the sixth astral, and about a thousand years into the sixth astral era, you've got modern Gridania being founded, and yeah, and then another thousand years later is Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So it's like way, way older than pretty much anything else in the whole world that we've encountered so far, which is wild because they were like so casual about it. Um, anyway, it was conquered by Garlemald about fifty years ago. Um. Uh, what else? Yeah, resistance formed after news of Alamigo and Derma's liberation. Yeah, we talked about that already. Um, yeah, that's basically the context for it. It's a Does lot. That help? Does it's, a lot it's a lot going on. It's interesting because that means Basha would have been around for the time of the Galgans as well. They would yes. have they would have preceded the Galgans even. Correct. Yeah. 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 It would have come long before Galg, long before Ivalice, um, long before. Pretty, pretty much anything. Um, I like chat's implication. How because it's it's, it's crazy to think that they they successfully they didn't just mm-hmm. resist Alag. They straight up like slapped them silly every time they came around. Yeah, presumably for hundreds of years. Yeah, um, they just like held this pocket in the middle of the Galian Empire. Um, the Alagan Empire. Do that. Sorry, the Allegan Empire. But then the Garleans showed up because I'd assume that after they fell the first time, their military mm-hmm. strength... Well, they probably weren't challenged much at all after that either, so they probably didn't keep their military power up for all 5,000 years. If they did, there's no way they would have lost to the Garleans. Well, they make the point of, like, it, it basically became the modern Bojab city-state. Like yeah. you say, it wasn't this kind of, like, hyper-militant, uh, only Hrothgar. It was a little bit more kind of like a little just bit more a city of a state that existed I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like any um, city you would go to. Yeah. But that is interesting. That's an interesting point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they were conquered about 50 years ago and, uh, now occupied by the fourth Imperial Legion, which we'll also come to. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about the fourth Imperial. Um, so in, in that, in that conquest, they now have the resistance pocket in Gangos, which mm-hmm. is where, uh, odds are we'll be entering the majority of our exploration zones, where we'll be doing the majority of quests before we go out to those locations, where Geralt is likely to be hanging out for the majority of the rest of the expansion. And, uh, but they have a plan to get these, these sigils that, that, you know, exist. And they want to, they want to dig into people's memories. And this is where I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I was exactly the same. I was like, okay, I guess I guess we're doing Inception. Sly, I can see you had some emotions about us suddenly digging into people's memories. Cause yeah, that too. Um, I was kind of curious if, with all this, I mean, I know it's just Relic, but mm-hmm. was there a possibility for it to tie back to MSQ and what? We have I'm the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah. dude, I, literally this entire time, and we're gonna get into that in a little bit. I was like, man, we could use you on the first. <laughs> All of a sudden, we realized we had our own look back back home the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so they yeah. they called up Mikoto, yeah, um, who yep. is an expert in etherology, um, who was uh, basically um, not not a student. But uh, Moon Breeder was like her mentor, basically yeah. her tutor, um, which is wild. And uh, oh, hey, she's got the echo. Just by the way, we didn't we forgot to mention that in Return to Ivalice. But yeah, she's had the echo this whole time, so that's cool. Yeah, the closest uh, thing we get to that, um, looking back to Return to Ivalice, at one point she makes mention of you two of of you and her sharing uh, mm-hmm. a gift. And mm-hmm. that's it. She never says I have the echo. She just says we, you and I share a gift. Essentially, yeah, and it's so it's so offhand. It's crazy, but she does have the echo. Uh, she was she was a student of Baldesian, yeah. Um, and a lot of them had the echo because a lot of what they were doing was was stunning the echo. Um, that's why well, one of the reasons why Kral was uh, was invested with them. Um, and apparently, I mean, up to now we thought that Kral was like the only survivor of um. Uh, that whole incident with the Isle of Val. It turns out that uh, Mikoto survived because she was helping Moonbreeder uh, build the etheric siphon, which we used to destroy uh, Nabrialis. Um, and then Rianger made another one, which we used to beat uh, Emmett Selk. Um, so that's why she was saved from that, which is interesting, I guess. We got a whole bunch of stuff about... Mikoto's background, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, she, she's here because she's an expert and because they've discovered these things that these, these seers of Boja used to use to like dip into people's memories and alter them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, basically she suspects that these seers had the echo, um, and that there are two sort of ingredients that are, that are needed for this. One is, Obviously, the artifact itself, these, um, what do you call them? Focuses, uh, foci, crystal, crystal focuses. Yeah. Crystal foci. Uh, yeah. And the other one is, you know, someone with the echo that can actually like go into these memories and kind of mess around with them. Uh, but they figure they don't have anyone around that has survived Borja Citadel and that has ever seen these weapons. So they need to dig into someone's memories to like work out what the design actually looks like. So Geralt can replicate them, which is pretty, um, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, like, all right. Okay. So, so you have the echo, <laughs> and we're going to just dive into people's memories. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in this moment where we we start to learn that again. Like I said, we had our own look back back on the source, and we just didn't really know because mm-hmm. she literally explains exactly the same thing. Look back does. She's like, well, the ether is comprised. You know, you have. The ether of the body, the ether of the mind, the ether of the soul, and then there's implicit and explicit memories, you know, imp- you know, and it goes to, she literally, I think she knows more than look back at this point, and that should, and it shouldn't be the case, but she's the total, she's a total bookworm that is after Uriange's heart, as far as I'm concerned. 
<laughs> well, she talks. She talks about and and this I found was really interesting because basically five point one, five point two. We've been struggling a lot with this um, distinction between basically, you know, we thought that the metaphysics of Final Fantasy fourteen was substance dualism. You've got like physical and you know non physical noumenal stuff. And then 5.1 introduced this idea of like, well, within the latter, you've got mind and soul as like different things. Mikoto's come along and said like, all right, you've got the physical, which is the body. You've got the non-physical, which is, you know, the mind, the soul, whatever. And then you've got residue, which is memory, um, which is basically left by, I guess, the, the interaction with the mind with other, you know, noumenal objects that makes up people's memories. And that's kind of what we're examining. And like Mike just said, you've got explicit, you've got implicit. That's all like pretty self-explanatory. Um, the one really interesting thing here is that it seems so out of the blue, but we've got a precedent for this back in 2.0, back in a Rome reborn. I want to see if either of you can guess what I'm referring to here. For, so we've got wait wait for, for what 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 do we have a precedent for exactly? Okay, so so we, we've got this concept that's been introduced to us now that there were these seers in the fourth astral era that would go into people's memories and like change things, basically change their memories in order to you know influence them in order to to you know make them feel better about tragic circumstances or whatever but you know effectively to like manipulate them to like change uh, their memories to make new memories for yeah. them 2.0 we have a moment with sid where we appear to have an echo with him where we go back in time and we give him his goggles yeah and and that serves as like a turning point for him in 2.0 to be like Oh, it was you, you all along, you've been supporting me, like, to basically, like, inspire him, right? Yeah. And now we've got basically the science of that being established that apparently that's something you can do with the Echo. Um, more probably, like, with these focuses, but you can go back in time, you can change people's memories. So it seems like we did that to Sid. We didn't, like, literally necessarily time travel and give him his goggles, but we like fucked with his memory to sort of make him think that we gave him his goggles so that he would, you know, like do what we wanted him to do basically. So he'd like, you know, pull himself up by his bootstraps and get the job done. Yeah. That's That's in the church over. Yeah. In the, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's what restores his memories as well. We use the echo to, you know, fuck around with his memories uh, so I was like, damn, all right. Okay, Mikoto, let's do this. This is crazy. Um, the other one we have was, uh, she made a reference to Messiah Thousand Eyes. I don't know if you guys recognize that name, but the, the, the basically Messiah Thousand Eyes was this ancient sage that wrote the Divine Chronicles, which is like those little, um, kind of esoteric poems that we have regarding uh, basically the, um, regarding each calamity, she was like prophesizing calamities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big thing, like leading up to, uh, you know, the end of 1.X was like, this calamity is going to happen because, you know, this person prophesized it and this is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to go down. Um, so Mikoto is like, yeah, no, she had that power as well. Um, she had, she had the echo. She could see people's, 
uh, futures. She can see the future. Which, by the way, is what Mikoto can apparently do. Yeah. Um, again, just like, oh yeah, by the way, I can see the future. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, it's not astrology. No, I'm not like seeing possible outcomes. I'm seeing like literally what's going to happen. Ugh, there's so much. There's just, there's too much here to unpack. And it's all in like, it's all in like optional side dialogue, by the way. It's only dialogue like when you're done, you go back and kind of talk to these people and just get like, dumps of exposition um but uh in terms of moving the narrative forward that's what we decided to do with sid sid has been inside whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. you're jumping ahead too yeah. much okay we, all right we, let's we, slow down we, we didn't start with sid okay we had right. we we had all we right. had to make sure that this idea was going to work in the first place okay, okay. and the right. only candidate for that was our good old buddy Geralt. Geralt. Or Geralt, however, it depends on how Witcher-like you want to pronounce his name, I suppose. Yeah, he's definitely the only candidate. Yeah, there was no one else that we could have used. And his was probably... I felt like it was easier to understand implicit and explicit when going through Sid's. When going through Geralt's, I was like, I don't know what of this is, is how you feel. I don't know what of this is you covering up an emotion. I can't tell. I don't know what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> because when we go into Geralt's mind and his memory, he's standing there next to us, and he's having what starts as, like, a conversation with Rowena that seems somewhat believable, in a sense, because they clearly have a <clears> history <throat> of some kind. We know what kind no, of person Rowena... Yeah, exactly. But... This almost makes it seem like he really misses the married life and he's almost like in debt deliberately so she can't be rid of him forever. Because mm-hmm. that's, it, it's yeah. almost implicit in the sense, or explicit, fuck it, who knows. Mm. In the sense where he's just like, ah, you know, uh, chasing her around in her wedding dress and he's in his tux and all. <laughs> and he's just like, that didn't happen. I don't know, man, that's weird, isn't it? Wow, that's you know I know right explicit implicit yeah who knows who even knows anymore man yeah obviously <laughs> um I don't remember precisely what happened between them but we did get an explanation from it from a law panel and it was basically on the lines of like he he basically took a bullet for her and and, and ended up saving her from debt collectors um, by like stealing a bunch of money from her or something uh, like that. Um, so the position he's in is, is like deliberate and he basically did that to like save her life effectively. Um, and I think it's nice that we kind of got like a, a, a nod to that and his like true feelings and all that, but man, it was ridiculous. <laughs> they even gave him the Hildebrand kissy face and she just, yeah, shoves him out of the way. I just like mm-hmm. Geralt panicking cause he's like, oh, that's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Right. <laughs> Wait, I. That didn't happen. That really didn't happen. No. no, no. Nothing even yeah. remotely close to that happened. That's, I was here a week ago. That's no... Come on, guys. Me? I, I, I love it how we did that and demonstrated like how imprecise this method was about actually mm-hmm. like finding anything out that was at all accurate or true. And then we're like, yeah, we're still going to do this with Sid. Like nothing's going to go wrong. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. What's especially troubling is um, they're trying to figure out who is even the candidate for them. Now that they've tested it, they know they mm-hmm. can use the crystal foci 
to um to actually perform this technique, they still mm. have no idea who's even eligible. But then right, because everyone that had seen it was either dead or part of the Fourth Imperial Legion. Yeah, and then Makoto's yeah. echo kicks in on on cue. And we see this vision as well with her, I guess, being connected via the Echo, her her being close enough in proximity that we actually see it also. Mm-hmm. And we see a vision of Sid in pain, of all things, on, on the bed, on the same bed where they, they test her all. And she's just like, all right, well, I guess we gotta go get Sid then. She's not like, oh, that's how unfortunate that he's in so much pain. She's like, well, then I guess that's what we're doing, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, she did make the point. She's like, no, I'm, I'm not seeing things that like may or may not happen. It's not a case of like, oh, this will come to pass if we don't do something to prevent it. She's like, no, that's, that's like, that may as well have already happened. Yeah. So I guess that's why she's blase about it. She's like, well, I guess we're gonna go and get Sid and I guess he's gonna like suffer like, fuck, it's already happened. Do we get, do we get anything where, where one of these we actually tried? Like, she's gotta have like a, like a devastating vision at some point that we like, try to stop of some kind yeah she's I mean, she says she hasn't yet yeah she says it's never happened yeah. yeah she makes a note and says i've yet to like have this this power and see something devastating or something shattering that like mm-hmm. it would weigh on my conscience to know but it's like come on it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna happen eventually yeah I saw an interesting theory when we were talking about this on stream in my chat um that might seem arbitrary, but I think is like kind of, kind of interesting is that maybe it's not her seeing the future. Maybe it's future her sending a vision into the past. Maybe it's future her having seen something and then like projecting it to past her. Yeah. I would believe, I mean, how else would she know the future? Um, and like I said, that might seem completely arbitrary, but it seems to imply that like in the present, the future is not yet immutable. Um, and it's only immutable in circumstances where she's already been there and has transmitted something back. Yeah. I just, I, I really hate this idea, like in any kind of narrative, in any storytelling that, um, there's any sort of like predeterminism that there's like future stuff that we can't change. I, I, I like like prophecies like, um, uh, like the one we were just talking about, Messiah Thousand Eyes, that is so vague. And so, like, esoteric that it's, like, you can't possibly know what they mean until they do actually come to pass. And then they could have, like, represented, you know, several things, like things that may or may not have happened, things that may or may not happen. Um, but Mikoto's like, no, 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 that's not what this is. This is me, like, literally seeing things exactly how they're going to go down, and there's no way to affect that or change that. And that, for me, just sets a really uncomfortable precedence that will affect, like, the rest of the the game's narrative. See, I just think she's never once thought of doing something different. Because <laughs> here's the thing. She sees Sid and she goes, well, I guess we're going to go get Sid. What if she just says, no. No, I don't want to. <laughs> she she couldn't could, like, could she literally just say, no. No. We're not, we're not. You think that's it? That, that, like, it doesn't necessarily come to pass, but she's never, like, tried otherwise. <laughs> yeah, she's literally she's just never been like, No. She goes, well, like, she literally says, well, I guess that's what we're doing. She just leans into it. <laughs> that's an interesting point. Yeah. Hey. Hey. What other choice uh-huh. was there, though? Yeah. Hey, besides. There you go. Sorry. I mean, how could yeah. she not lean into it, though? Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is, like, we already know that there are 
like future potential timelines with mm -hmm. the eighth calamity and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like she's already contradicted um, the way the narrative does actually seem to work. She's implying that there's only one possible timeline. Yeah. And we literally, literally just, our true. whole expansion is based on the fact that there isn't. Yeah. 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 So maybe she's only seeing stuff. Maybe, like, she says she doesn't see, like, significant things. She doesn't see things of, like, you know, people suffering or, you know, terrible futures or whatever. Maybe, maybe she's only able to see things that are of so little consequence that they exist in all possible timelines. Yeah. This, this is a rabbit hole that we don't have time to go down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we do, but we're not going to. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we get Sid on board, and he's feeling a bunch of guilt, and all the Bosians, when she suggests Sid, are like, holy shit, Midas Nadgalon's son is alive, fuck that guy. Like, Midas caused the destruction of Bosja, and as far as they're concerned, Sid was complicit, Sid, um, defected as a result of the Bosja incident. That's, like, what was kind of the final nail in the coffin for him. And he also felt that he was complicit, even though we find out that he, he wasn't, really. Um, but he's carrying a great deal of guilt there as well. He's just feeling really guilty, yeah. So, so. Yeah. Yeah, he, he tells himself of, uh, if he could just have convinced his father not to mm -hmm. do it. That's, that's mm -hmm. in his head. Like, he was, right. a f he, he failed everyone, including himself. Hmm. And the, um, yeah. yeah, so he's got a lot of repressed trauma amidst those, you know, incomplete and not particularly um, reliable memories. Mm. And uh, that's what we end up diving into in Bojo Citadel in, again, not at all what any of us were expecting <laughs> when we saw this scene. Can, can we, let's just jump back a bit. When, when we first saw this scene in the trailer, what did you guys think we were looking at? Tartarus. You thought we were looking at Tartarus. You, you, you thought that, like, like Dalamud had I, some connection with Tartarus? I, no, I, so I, I thought that, first, there are two things. One, that Baja mm. was so hideously warped from mm. its destruction that mm. it, it was, its form was already incredibly devoid of, of any reason, which makes mm. sense, especially considering we know that this is going to have a similar system to, like, Eureka, with the whole leveling mm. prospect and, and things being thrown into flux. Um, mm. And then I also thought that Gabranth was use it was using it as a testing ground for what they found in um, in uh, the the lighthouse. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I thought it was a combination of the two. Yeah, not even remotely I, close. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was having similar thoughts. I was like, hey, this kind of looks like the anti tower, like the, how reality sort of starts to unravel and like you know laws of physics and that become. Um, more like uh, mutable, um, the closer you get to the live stream. And I was like, all right, so maybe Dalamud either just like blasted it into the center of the earth um, and we're looking at something like that, or else maybe it was kind of like um, uh, like what Ozma did to, to Nim was kind of similar, yeah. where it kind of like grabbed it and like put it in this weird little like pocket dimension. Maybe, maybe mm. Dalamud, maybe Bahamut somehow did something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but none of us thought that, we, that this was like a memory, right? No, not even a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, but even... then, but then when you see it play out, you're like, 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. As soon as you get in there, you're like, oh, this is like some Inception, like Doctor Strange kind of shit. Sidception right. is the, the name doy. of the achievement. Sidception is it the is. name of the achievement. It is, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> I love it. But it is, uh, it is a memory. It's an incomplete memory. Um, and it's, I, I want this to be a zone. I want to go back there. Why could this have not been an exploration zone? Because Sid can only stay asleep for so long. <laughs> I just hit him with a brick or something. But fine. the thing is, like, if they go back to that specific memory, mm. won't it be altered a different way? Like, now that we know what we know, mm-hmm. and we were in there once, like, we're not going to experience the same things we experience. I mean, the initial part of the battle, right before we actually get to the transmission tower, mm-hmm. we might experience that because that actually happened. Mm-hmm. But everything else with the antibodies, everything else with, and I'm moving ahead, everything else mm-hmm. with, uh, Bahamut designed to block us there, we won't experience that again. Like, you'll just get a flat out just memory. And, and I think I know what you're saying. You're wanting, you just want to go back in there from a, you know, knowledge standpoint. You just want to kind of explore around yeah. what was Baja. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be nice, but it wouldn't be the same as what we did with um with uh Sid Makoto, yeah. yeah and Barris. Yeah. I get I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. Um so uh, yeah, th- so this is interesting. We get the zone being the way it is because it's memory, it's it's incomplete. Um right. there are a lot of things that are either forgotten or, or repressed. Um and then we get this idea of Sid's repressed trauma and that mm-hmm. providing like the obstacles in this instance. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I think Sly was like, oh, I thought I stopped playing Persona 5 today. And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Sid's cognition is kicking in and, like, changing everything around. (laughs) I was trying not to use the C word, goddammit. Cognition? (laughs) Yes. Dude, literally the second I thought that I was like, saw it, I was like, dude, Sly is totally drawing a comparison to Persona right now. As soon as (laughs) things started changing based on how he perceived them... Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking Persona 5 right now. Where, where's, where's the gun? Where's the gun? Where's the fake gun with the fake bullets that now reload every time you get into a new fight? Where are they at? Um, so much a golem of this patch. Yeah, there is a lot, like, I, there's, there's a lot of Garlean just in general. Like, as much as we've been dealing yeah. with the first, Garlemald's underlying tone is, is very akin to before Stormblood and during the Stormblood post patches. I, uh, I like it. I'm into it. I mean, we, we were told that, like, Shadowbringers was gonna be about wrapping things up with Garlemald. And after 5.0, we were like, the fuck, bro? Where? <laughs> You lied. You lied. Well, to, to be us, fair, you know? we we we've Garlemald in a really bad state right now. Like it's right. it's full of it's full of power hungry. It always has been. Yeah, but it's it getting literally worse. Literally, always has been. Yeah, but it's getting worse. We killed the guy. We killed the guy who made the whole thing. His son. Mm-hmm. His 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 nephew. Son. Varys. Grandson. Grandson. There you go. I, I knew yeah. it wasn't just son. His grandson's mm-hmm. dead. His grandson's mm-hmm. son is dead. Or is now mm. like working with them. He died once and then he came mm. back, but yeah. then he, we find out that he's been having visions of the Amorot for his whole fucking life out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. His, his, his grandson's son's top man might be a fucking Asian who even knows at this point his body at the very least is being like, 
And then they got Gabroth, who's he has a whole topic on his own. <laughs> Doing his own thing. Doing here. his own fucking yep. thing over here. <laughs> We've got the fucking weapon project of the remnants of the Seventh Legion, who was fucking Nail, who we dealt with already. Mm-hmm. One of their their previous leader of the 14th Legion is helping us fight the weapons from the Seventh Legion. So what the fuck is going on at this point? Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Not to mention, um, we took care of the leader of the Sixth, and we don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. Well, we didn't take care of them. Zervin took care of them, but, you know. I mean, they're yeah. still trapped in Azazel as far as we know, and, like, no one's going to pick them up. <laughs> they're just there. No yeah. one gives a shit. No. Um, uh, and Nero's still hanging out. So <laughs> I'm yeah. actually shocked we haven't seen Nero. Yeah, me too. Who knows where he is? He'll show up in the weapon storyline somewhere. Just so you know, as uh, you're lagging a little bit, it's just made it a little oh. pixelated, yeah. Um, and the audio occasionally just, yeah, we can still understand you. Just letting you know, I'll let no, you know if it, uh, if it, if it was. I don't think there's much you can do about it anyway. Nah, internet shit at the moment. But, yeah, um, that's fine. Hopefully, yeah. be alright. Yeah, I think it'll be alright. Uh, well, look, we we learned the truth about Meteor. A lot of things that we were suspecting here. What, what, okay, one thing I really liked here, one thing I, I thought was really interesting. Um, we have so many issues. Is, is it just, like, seriously lagging? No, 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 no. I forgot Nero was in Gridania for Easter. So was Suzaku. Oh. I heard Suzaku was in, was in there for Easter as well in a bunny outfit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. Fuck, I have to go back there. That's, yeah, that's Nero crazy. was handing out eggs to children in part two. <laughs> All four of the that wards is, were there. All four of the four is, wards were there. Nero handing out eggs is unacceptable. All right, someone's got to call the Wood Whalers. That well, th- no little do you good. know, they're all bombs. Right. I don't know. <laughs> he's gonna de- he's gonna detonate them. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Um. So okay, so we talk, we we talk about like the the time bubble a lot, right? We talk about th- this idea of how vague it is regarding how much time has passed from like a Realm Reborn to now. And how it like may or may not be different for like different players. We're never like really given a clear answer. I was really worried here when uh, in one of the first lines of dialogue we had after um, going to Gangos, talking to Marsak here, he was like, "Oh yeah, the Bosia uh, incident was 15 years ago," and I was like, "It was 15 years ago at the beginning of ARR. What are you talking about? You tell me that no, that, that literally no time has passed. Don't don't do this to me, dude." <laughs> Don't do me like this. <laughs> um, but then we talked to, uh, Bas- let me see if I can get his name right. Bash Saljan. Bash Saljan. Oh, yeah, Bajshin. I can't pronounce I know, yeah. I know you're talking Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, it happened 20 years ago. And I was like, oh, thank fuck. Okay, good. They're just as confused as we are. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, so we're, we're good on that. It was somewhere between 15 and 20 years ago. Uh, take your pick. Me, personally, I'm somewhere in the middle, all right? I'm going to shoot down the line at, like, 18 years. Well, right? 17.5 would be the middle, but I'll, I'll let you pass. Listen here, mate. Just round um, it up. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, the other thing was we, we didn't really know what happened to Bozio Citadel because... A couple of sources told us that it was like it was blown up. There was something like a like a terror flare or whatever. And then we had Gaius in um 
1.0 saying it just disappeared. That it, that it was just like, again, kind of like an Ozma situation where it was just like, just gone. There was nothing there. Like, yeah. no ruins, nothing. Well, well don't, I mean, don't forget. Really... Good. Hmm? I was going to say, don't forget Dalmasco was raised to the ground and then we found it in full fucking shape when we got there, so. Yeah, and we, and we were told, like, the same thing with Doma, right? Was that it was, right. like, that, that whole region was just burned to the ground. We get there and it's like, was it though? Was it? Imperial propaganda. That's all there is to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be it. Uh, but we're given this explanation. It was consumed by a, a terrible light. There were no signs of gunpowder or magic or anything like that, but it was, like, it was properly destroyed. It didn't just vanish out of thin air. There, there are ruins. And hopefully There's we'll some get kind of crater. Hopefully. Um, the big one here is that we got the confirmation for what we've all been suspecting since ARR was that Midas was tempered by Bahamut in the same way that um, Yuladanus was. Yeah. I, it's, I never saw a possibility of it being anything but that. It never made sense. Yeah. He mm-hmm. wouldn't just... Listen, it's a very Garlean thing to just throw mm-hmm. caution to the wind and just, like, mm-hmm. obtain, try to obtain power. But he wasn't just any Garlean. He was a scientist, of all things. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? It was it was so obvious, and yet it had never occurred to Sid. And I was like, really, dude? He seemed so surprised. Yeah. He, was, so he blamed himself so much that, yeah... Yeah, he repressed it. Like, he blamed himself, like, really, really, really bad to a point where he just repressed that memory and couldn't... Mm -hmm. I don't know if he just wasn't in distance enough to see the tempering in the eyes or anything at the time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it just took us diving into memory. Yeah. He remembered... At first, at first he remembered Solace, which Mm -hmm. I have a question about that. Is that the first time we've seen Solace in that form in this game? Or yes. That so somebody did some digging, and apparently Solace's model is Ramu's head and his beard put on a here body or something. All right. It is disgusting. That, we've only seen that form. We've only seen that form of Solace in like pictures on on the fourteen website and things like that. We haven't seen it in game. We haven't seen it in one point mm-hmm. or anything. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nope. Never. Yeah, that's the first time we've seen him. Um, and, uh, it's hilarious. I mean, he looks like, he looks like the portrait, um, in the law book, but man, he looks yeah. so stupid. Yeah, it looks, his beard is, is absurd. Like, it, it's literally, it's Ramu's head and beard on, like, a mm-hmm. your body. It looks so ridiculous. Terrible. They actually don't let us see too many angles of him. No, they give, it's a really, like, far away shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're right, yeah, we see Solus and Sid's like, no, that can't be right, Solus wasn't there. And then we see Varus, um, a, a pre, uh, uh, pre-Zos Varus. Yeah, I'm glad the they got that detail right. He's Varus, yay Galvis, which mm-hmm. means he's just, he's an, he's one of the heirs to the throne, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, Sid's like, no, that can't be right either. Um, and then, of course, you know, after fighting Varys, he shakes the memory loose, and uh, his dad shot him. His dad was possessed by Bahamut. Um, Sid was, you know, working many sleepless nights trying to, you know, do research and collect data to demonstrate why this was a fucking terrible idea. Um, 
at this point, they apparently already knew the truth of Dalamud, that it was, you know, this Allegan satellite. That's, you know, why they started, you know, messing with the lunar transmitter. We weren't sure, like, whether or not that was the case at this point, whether they knew what it really was. Um, it seems like they still didn't know, you know, that Bahamut was in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Midas Nangalan was tempered and shot Sid. And it was so traumatic for him that, um, he's repressed that memory. All he, all he knew is that he felt guilty about what happens and he left the Empire and came to Aelvia. Fairly compelling. Yeah, and and I, I guess one of the threads that we had hanging over from 1.0, like we had a pretty good idea of what had happened, but now we've seen it, effectively. Yeah, um, they've, they've worked it in-game. And again, the trailer mm-hmm. made... Because we were like, wait, we didn't see this scene with Dalamud in the trailer. Why the heck are all of the the Scions there? Which we had thought maybe was trust-related. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, we use like our memory of them in his memory... Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. cognitively bring bring them forth, I have to use it, Sly. Inception. Yeah, and then that's how we you do the normal mode fight versus the extreme mode fight. Mm. So it was uh, it was I, I didn't see any of that. The other question is the antibodies, the memory that these these creatures that fight back from right. from from influencing people's memories. Right. So, so this is the same kind of phenomena that we have in the, the dancer job quests, um, regarding people's, you know, like misery, um, being able to take, like, I hesitate to say physical forms because they're more, they're if you know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, they're like you know, primals almost in a sense. They, yeah. they, they draw from the ether mm-hmm. of the person, one of their reservoirs mm-hmm. of ether. Mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of science that we get in the dancer job quests. It's the same kind of science we get with the pixies, um, and the, the, you know, the bad dreams. Um, and also, uh, there's somewhere else where we've seen phenomena like this. Um, here, but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, here, yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, like Aurasite as well. It's like a similar kind of science to it. Um, people's sort of, you know, dreams, memories, aspirations, like that kind of stuff, having a power and being able to take a form. Um, so that was interesting. And the Bahamut that we fight in there is obviously the, the same kind of phenomena. The Bahamut um, was the I Dude, when I first saw the Bahamut, I was like, you're not about to make an extreme version of Bahamut on. That's, this can't be it. I feel like, <laughs> I, I, for a second, I was like, you're not about to make Bahamut extreme as a fucking thing. I was like, oh, thank God they didn't nah, do that. No, nah, that would have sucked. Uh, yeah, that would have been terrible. Uh, the the other thing that was really interesting here was that the the Bojan uh, resistance, even you know this fifteen or twenty years ago, was operating eighteen um, years ago. And eight, yeah, sorry, eighteen <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, eighteen years ago, um, they were operating, and they had um, apparently they they must have known about Dalamud and about the Meteor Project and about this. Um, this research that was being done, maybe Sid even like leaked something to them. Um, who knows? But they had knowledge of it and they were actually infiltrating the city and trying to storm the, the transmission tower. Um, which is wild because like in Eorzea, we had no idea what was going on with the Meteor Project until Gaius told us. Um, 
I mean, to be fair, that was, you know, 10 or 12 years later or whatever. But, um, a while. A while later, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting as well, that, like, this resistance cell isn't a recent thing. It's just that after uh, the liberation of Doma and Alamigo, Hien uh, and, you know, the Shinobi obviously helped them basically, like, you know, centralize and, and organize all these different resistance cells. Yeah, and we've Yanga. seen that. We, we've seen that. I remember when we first were freed of uh, of Garlemald over on the east, the first thing they started doing was trying to make sure that other resistances heard that they were successful mm-hmm. in driving them back because mm-hmm. that in turn protected Doma because they couldn't just all, all of a sudden go and everyone yeah. point your guns and let's go. Hmm. And that's why um, uh, Rabanasta was destroyed. Yeah. Because they learned about it and uh, started summoning Lukavi and uh, the 4th Imperial Legion moved in again and bombed the shit out of it. Yep. (laughs) And and got pretty fucked up in the process. Like, they they did not kind of come out of that one particularly well. Yep. And Dalmasca is probably not going to be doing much better by the time this is all said and done. This this is the like the third time that Dalmask has had to be conquered, basically. Yeah, they just, um, just keeps coming back. They're not having a good time. Yeah, they're not having a great time. Yeah, and that's going to be that's the opposing front essentially from Bajja. I mean, Bajja mm-hmm. is is pushing against the Fourth Legion, who is currently play, is currently you know taking refuge in Dalmaska directly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point actually. Yeah, like the Fourth Imperial Legion is like stuck between the. Dalmascan resistance and the Bojan resistance. They're kind of like wedged in there. Yeah. Um, and that's that's got to play in, right? That's got to like lead somewhere. Well, they do specifically also make mention that Fran or Fran can't mm-hmm. uh, can't help the Bojans with uh, yeah, she's yeah, busy with Yeah, she's busy with her current efforts, which is even just saying that is a teaser in itself. So I think Matsuno is going to be around for a fucking long time at this rate. Because any any character uh, that he is involved in, they'll probably have him write around that those characters. Um, do we want to talk about the teasers that we've got as to what will be coming next in this storyline? Yeah, I mean, shoot, we didn't even yeah. cover all the other dialogue. We didn't even mention that Makoto just casually mentions having a sister. Oh, well, we, we'll, we, yeah, okay, yeah. we can. Um, we've got a lot yeah. of things that 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 have not even we haven't touched anything about. The bronze. We haven't touched about the rest we'll of Mikoto's dialogue. I promise. I promise we'll come. No, we done most of Mikoto's dialogue. Well, I mean, um, we didn't finish though because she just casually mentions having a sister who she doesn't talk to. All right, let's let's go to Mikoto's dialogue real, real quick then because there's a few interesting things here. She, okay, she talks a lot about these seers. Um, they, mm-hmm. um, at least she believes, had the echo, and she's the expert, so we should take her word for it. Um, but they were using these um, crystal foci to change people's memories to, you know, like help them through trauma or, or whatever. Um, and she says this practice dates back to the beginning of the fourth astral era, um, which is a little bit contradictory because we've got all these people saying that Queen Gunhilda, the first Queen Gunhilda in the third astral era was like the first one of these and sort of started mm-hmm. this practice. But I guess like they just kind of like, um, made a sort of institution out of it. They're echo wielders. They used crystal focuses of Allegan derived design. You guys know who were using, like the only people that were using like Allegan artifacts in the fourth astral era, because we've encountered them before. Come on. Red mages. No, 
I can't remember. No, that's the sixth asteroid. Oh, that's, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's a little ways away. Several thousand years away. Fourth asteroid era. Okay, so Alec Falls, there's a group of people that are like, we're going to save as much of this Alec and shit as we can and make sure that we use it to help people and rebuild. Galkins? No. I know. An organization founded by Princess Selena. They build a giant oh. fucking tower in the Ruby Sea. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I, I, you, so I, funny thing is, I, I actually remember tuning into your stream and you making this reference. Yeah, yeah. the Heaven on High. The, the, the yeah, people the Heaven on High. Yeah. 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 As I like to call them, the Weeb Shalands. Onishishu. Uh, yeah, the Onishishu. So from what she's saying, from what she's suggesting, this is another instance of shit like the Onishishi were doing in this era. They were they were building uh, Heaven on High and, you know, storing a bunch of Algon relics in that and safeguarding that. And they're also going through Boja, uh, you know, doing this kind of stuff, which is interesting. Um, really cool to, like, tie them back in again. Really cool that we're learning more about the eras between the Fifth Astral and the Fall of Arleg, because, like, before Stormblood, we had nothing like in that in that like two thousand three thousand year period we've got like nothing what is so the what cool. what element was the fourth umbral that comes after astral earth, earth? okay earth. yeah the fourth the fourth umbral calamity <clears throat> was the earthquakes okay yeah i'm sure we'll get um, we're so getting we closer some- and closer to learning about that while we're at it yeah hopefully uh, so that was cool. Yeah, they were doing that. We go through re- residue. She kind of talks about that a little bit more. She talks about her echo and, you know, granting a vision to the future. Talks about Messiah Thousand Eyes and the uh, theory that she had the same. Soon about Desian. We got stuff about Mimbrida. Mainly the theory siphon and all that. And she has an identical twin sister. Identical. And I, she has an identical twin sister who is an Archon. Uh, Mikoto does not seem to be an Archon. I, I, I know, like, most of her body's covered, but she doesn't have the tattoos anywhere, and she doesn't make, like, any reference to it. Um, and in, in, like, saying that her sister is an Archon seems to imply that she isn't. Um, and her sister basically left the studium and left um, Charlene over, you know, uh, seems like similar reasons to, like, the Circle of Knowing and just being, like, fed up with the whole, you know, Charlene... Uh, Emma, but like that's definitely she's definitely going to show up somewhere in this quest line now, right? Yeah, if not now, later. <laughs> I wouldn't say in this quest line, maybe. Like I think we see her outside of the quest line at a later point, and maybe another. See, I, I have a feeling when we come across her, we're going to come across her, and we're going to, mm-hmm. and there's, it's going to be complete way. Like we're not even going to have Makoto anywhere nearby, and we're, and there's going to be like dialogue, like a dialogue choices. Makoto is like, I see, like an optional one if you've done the the Return to Evil East series. She's going to be like, mm-hmm. I see you've met my twin sister at the very least. It seems way too specific and precise, like a bit of information for it not to become relevant somewhere in this storyline. Yeah, well, you know what? Ida and Lisa had the same problem, so I'm not, I don't believe anything anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Remember, Fair remember, enough. remember, the real one is somehow still part of Yorha. I'm, I'm holding on to that. Don't forget. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a wild prediction here and say that this is death flags for Makoto. <laughs> Chat's like, is Makoto's sister named Makoto with an A? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, oh, and then the other little thing, Mikado's got the hots for Sith. 
um, which is yep. tragic, which is tragic because he loves his work. Well, because she's not an MSQ character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, like, yeah. they can't, they can't have a thing. And if they do, it can't last because she's relegated to these side quests, right? Hey, remember when Al said it was part of the binding coil of Bahamut and then joined us and, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yes, but Alize was part of the MSQ first. She was established and, and in the plus, MSQ. She was written out of it. She's like, I don't, I'm no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Plus, well, okay. Plus, I think Jesse's going to call dibs anyway. No. Nah. Really? No, if anyone, really? dude, we, so we, we have, we have the, the, the new student, the new, the new, the new technician or engineer who's got the hots mm-hmm. for us. We've, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think, so, yeah. Like pick, pick a number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can join the next tea party in the tales of Shadowbringers too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'd um, be like, hey, Alice, uh, hey, Ishtolis, I know you don't know me, but like, I really love well, them too. So it's like... I I feel really bad for Makoto um, because th- this romance, if it does go anywhere, it has to be like a self-contained story arc within this side quest. Yeah. So if they end up getting involved, she's going to die. Well, the good news is, if they do ever get together, he can never cheat on her because she'll know. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's got. Right, she's got the ultimate. She's got the ultimate relationship power. Yeah. I, I'm still thinking death flags. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to get it away from her dying. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm. I'm making that prediction right now. Um. All right. Let's. Let's. We'll come to Noah in a second. All right, because Noah's gonna like open up a whole lot of shit. I want to talk about like mm-hmm. the stuff that we seem to be implying is coming next. The the resistance is planning on targeting, uh, Castrum Lacus Litor, uh, which was previously known as Alamut Fortress. Um, and I love this because Alamut Fortress is a real place. I don't know how much we want to dive into. I know it you now. want to, and I can't stop that train. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to dive into too much because I could talk about it for like an hour, but, um, it, it's, uh, a fortress that is in, I believe, southern, southern Iran. It was conquered by, uh, by the Mongols, but it's basically the, the birthplace of, uh, the Hashashins, which is the root of the word assassin. Um, and it was this sort of plateau fortress with this tiny, like, little winding path that would go up to it. The idea of which that, like, one sort of skilled fighter could defend the entire fucking fortress against an invading army. And, and did, like, many, many, many times until it was conquered, uh, by, uh, by the Mongols. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've basically taken this, like, one for one for Alamut Fortress in, uh, in northern Bojar. Um, it was, basically destroyed in the Bojar Citadel incident um, and was rebuilt by the Galleons as as a castrum now. Um, but it's like the most critical strategic point in the area to the north of Bojar Citadel. Um, and the uh, the resistance are saying that that's, that's basically their next target. Um, but it is currently occupied by... Uh, Menenius Rem Lenatus, which is the, the 
Ellison dude that we see talking to, to Nara in that final cutscene. Mm-hmm. And we're told that he's Gabrath's second in command. And okay, this, this is tough. So Rem is, um, actually the, the, the same rank that Fadola possessed. Fadola. Yeah. Um, as Fadola Rem Lupus. Um, generally, second in command is a toll. So, like, like near a toll scaler, right? Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. a rem denotes a, a tribune or, or a pilus. So basically a commander of like a certain number of, of soldiers within, um, the, uh, the legion. Whereas toll denotes like the leader of those tribunes. Um, so rem, like generally would be quite a low rank, um, sort of like a middle kind of officer rank. And also the highest rank that is supposed to be able to be achieved by non-Galians, like non-pure blood Galians. Like we've been told since ARR that like this is the highest rank that non-pure blood Galians can get. But then we're told that Noah van Gebranth, a legatus, is a non-pure blood Galian. Um, and he should not like be able to have that rank. And that's, you know, just like. So, so he just, so he just says, fuck, fuck all of your arc, fuck, fuck everything I'm doing. Yeah. 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 It, it, it seems that way. It's like, yeah, a rem's going to be my second in command. Like, whatever. What are you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we also know about this, um, again, Menenius Rem Lanatus. His family is disgraced in Garlemald's, um, and, uh, his served the the Gabrants for for two generations. So basically like Noah's father was the 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 previous legatus of the 4th legion and um Lenitus's father also served Noah's father. So it's basically like this kind of uh I don't know what you call it. It's it'd like, be, it, it it's 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 like it'd be like Alfred's father being the butler for the Waynes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. actually. Um so we know about that. We also know that he has spies in Gangos. One of these NPCs in Gangos is a, a spy for the fourth. Well, do with a spyglass. It's got to be him. He's looking out of the ocean the whole time. Because <laughs> he's got a spyglass. Yeah, really? I called it a monocular. Really? I called it a monocular earlier because I couldn't uh-huh. remember what it was called. Unbelievable. Um, to be fair, we know that most of these guys are like previous. Um, veterans of the Fourth Imperial Legion that have defected, um, but any one of them could be spy. Dude, what if? <clears throat> what if that's Mestizia. that's not Makoto? That's her twin. That's our identical twin sister. That's <laughs> and she's working with the Garlians. You know what? I hate it. I I I I hate it like so much, but don't, you don't could be it. right. Don't give it credence. God damn it! You could be right. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking. I would. Oh my god! That would make me so mad. But you're probably right. No, it's um, not. Even, why would she even waste the time to tell us she has an identical? That would I give know, a. Dude. That would even right. give weight to the thought. Who knows? I just like upsetting um, you. Normally, yeah. I do that by failing at Aerozivia, but here is I'm how I have to do it. I'm thinking it's Basisha. Really? You think it's her? Yeah. Is that the row? That's the yeah. row. Alright, yeah. No, no. Uh, no. Just because she's not a Hrothgar, I mean, is that why? No, no, it's, I, I think, think it's gonna be one of the Hrothgar. 
it's not even that. It's just like it has to be somebody really close to the chain of command, really close in the chain of command, or really high up. And I just feel like she's. I mean, it's a little bit of that. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. She's not, I know. I, see, I think it would be more likely that it is a Hrothgar, That it's like a Hrothgar that that. Well, just, okay, so yeah, Masak um, was. He, 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 the, the, the one with the glasses, um, mm-hmm. the, the one that we're basically first introduced to, he's like the liaison between the resistance and, uh, basically their, their allies. I feel like he would be in the best position to kind of like make reports. He's like coming and going a lot. Like he's, he's liaising. He's literally liaising between the Bojan resistance and the Damascan resistance. It would take him mm-hmm. through Rabanasta mm-hmm. quite often. I think it's either got to be him or it's got to be Bashaushan, who was a, like a medic with the fourth Imperial Legion, but mm-hmm. he's also like the leader of their resistance. So that would be right. kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the big thing with remembering is that this isn't your normal, um, this isn't your normal Legion. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a Legion that's run by someone who doesn't like the empire that he's, he's running a mm-hmm. Legion under. And he's, mm-hmm. he, so we've, he has- we've already established he doesn't give a fuck about what their rules are. It's like he has his own fucking splinter cell. Like, Essentially, yeah, that's yeah. he. He he is well, he is a loose cannon in a sense. Yeah. All right. So let let's talk about no. One more thing I want to note in terms of things that are coming um, up to us. We we've got this Menenius Rem Lanatus in uh, in Alamut or uh, Castrum Lacus Latour, as it's called now. We've also got apparently currently en route to Bozja. Is um, a guy named Lion Sass Helsos, who is a beastmaster. Yes. Um, and we're told that um, the Fourth Imperial Legion uses beastmasters and uses something akin to summoning. So, whatever that means. Yeah, um, we're gonna find out pretty soon. Yeah, because one of the one of the most odd lines about that mm-hmm. Noah gives us directly is when we cut over to their to their headquarters is mm-hmm. he first just completely denounces like the Garlands. Like they're mm-hmm. they're on their way out. It's 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 gonna be over for them. We'll build something better. Mm-hmm. He wants to he essentially wants another Garland Empire, but he wants it under his rule. Well we don't know what he wants. And that's like the big question mark at the moment. We have no idea. Um, just right. to watch the world burn. Here's, here's a bit of a dossier on Noah van Gebranth. He's about yeah. 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he is native of uh, Landis, um, which is a reference to um, Final Fantasy XII, um, a place in Ivalice where he and he and Bash in twelve are both from Landis and they're brothers. I think that's right. I'm yeah. sure someone tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, so here, I thought Bosch yeah, was his ex- father. Was it Bosch's father? No, no, no. But Bush, Bush was his uh, was his brother. Bush is his father now. I'm okay. pretty sure that Bush was his father in twelve. So, so yeah, he's a native of Landis, uh, which is an Ilzebardian province conquered about fifty years ago. So, like around the time that he was born, it would have been conquered. Um, after which, his father uh, deferred to Solus um, and basically became a legatus, presumably because, you know, of his combat prowess and his, you know, position in, in Landis. But he became a legatus and, as far as we know, the first and only non-pure blood legatus. 
which is very interesting. Yeah, because um, so this is what I was saying. Because in twelve, they're brothers, but I could have mm-hmm. sworn fourteen, they're father and son. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So you were saying in okay? 14. I was jumping ahead then. Yeah. Yeah. In twelve, they're brothers. Yeah. In fourteen, Bosch is Noah's father. Um. So. Uh, Dalmaska, as we know, was first conquered about 30 years ago, and we originally thought that that was by Noah, and we were like, holy crap, this is going to be like 70 years old. Um, apparently not. Apparently, um, Bosch was the, uh, was, was the, the Legatus at this time, um, and he fell ill during the invasion of Dalmaska, um, and basically Noah succeeded him at that point, and he was, uh, only 20 years old when he did so. So, like, one of the, the, if not, like, the youngest, um, legatus ever. Um, Bosch fell mysteriously ill, died about two years later. Um, so that's what we know about him. We know the fourth legion, as you suggested, is primarily a foreign legion. So it's made up by almost entirely non-Galian pure bloods. Um, and they are fiercely loyal to Gabranth over, you know, the Empire or, or anything else. I have to assume that this is like Emmett Selk kind of like planning ahead for, you know, chaotic bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, if we didn't know what we know now about Solace, this would be another thing that we look at and be like, how could you plan this so poorly? How could you be so stupid as to give this guy control of like a foreign legion? And like, obviously this is all part of um, Emmett's plan to just like Make a big old mess. Um, yeah, here's a lot of Gabranth. They, they, un- unlike the other legions, they don't really use Magitek like at all. Um, they have a lot of mages. They have, uh, they use beast mastery is the way that it's put. If that's not beast master confirmed, then I don't know what the hell is. I think we can safely say that's beast master confirmed. Yeah, it's the next limited job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably. Probably. And uh, techniques akin to summoning is what we're told. I imagine that that means we'll see, like, summoners, basically, that are using kind of weird eggies, maybe. Well, that's there's one interesting thing to note is that when, when Noah gets the, the information about mm-hmm. the Bajans preparing to march, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're getting ready for battle, he says mm-hmm. he not only you know, calls the Garleans, like, says they're they're going to fall over. He says that they'll not only succeed them and build something new, but they'll do it using the very thing they hated most. Mm-hmm. Which would which theoretically... Yeah, which would, yeah, which would be icons. He, he, said, he says something way more, like, precise to that point. Yeah. He says, the Lady of Blades yes. will soon be in play. That's, uh... That's a Gunhilda primal, y'all. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of people be. have gone down the route of maybe it's like Asura or something. No, but like that's not nah. Gunhilder's Blades, Lady of Blades. Yeah, that's that's a Gunhilder Primal, and and that's um uh, that like uh, relief um, that we see, and we saw uh, we 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 saw this in the um uh, in the uh, trailer as well. And yeah, I was thinking like it, it, it looks something like a like a Ronkin depiction of Heidelin or something like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Gunhilda. It's definitely Gunhilda. The Lady of Blades will soon be in play. He's planning on facilitating a summoning of Gunhilda. Um, in... And is going to use that against us somehow. Wait, wait, wait. So he's playing this in 
in Val yeah. name at the moment. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. why would Gunhilder be in Delmasca? They can put her wherever the fuck they so, want her. There's someone in there. He's okay. So Val Val name is uh, a port to the south of Rabanasca. Uh-huh. It's on the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, Rabanasca is is fucking like decimated. Um, mm-hmm. We we kind of have that explanation for the Empire not being able to reinvade Doma because they no longer have Rabanasta to refuel. They'd have to go over the empty, and then we put up Seryu's wall there, so Doma's protected, all that. So the 4th Imperial Legion, their headquarters are now in in, in this um, city, fortress, whatever you want to call it, of Valnan. That's where Noah is. That's where Noah's coordinating his efforts, presumably against both the Dalmascan resistance and the Bosnian resistance. Um, and the dude that he's talking to, the dude that he's making these plans with, is um, the dude that's commanding this castrum to the north of Bosnia, which is what the Bosnian resistance is trying to take next. So they're going to facilitate a summoning of Gunhilda there somewhere in, uh, you know, in and around this castrum that we're trying to invade. He's also got a spy there. That's all going to come to a head um, next chapter, presumably. Yeah. I'd assume that Gunhilder would be part of um, BA2. You think so? I think so. You think? I think I you... think the next BA will be the literal taking of the Castrum. So do you think that's going to be the next chapter? Yeah. That would be great. That would be awesome because I was, you know, thinking we were going to have to wait until, like, the end before we got BA2. But if we so, get it, if so we get it as, like, the next thing, that would be awesome. Hmm. Here's the thing. I don't think BA2 is not happening until 0.55. I don't think they're waiting that long. I think that I I, I'm hope I'm holding on to the expectation that they're going to streamline it so it's a standard thing that you expect to do. Not necessarily mm-hmm. a mandatory thing, but something you expect to do when you dedicate your time to exploration content. Because before, you needed, you were only dedicating yourself to the story and the relic. The relic is no longer a mandatory portion of it. Mm-hmm. What, uh, why else am I, like, if, if I choose to, I can never do exploration content and still finish the relic. You can't just, and you also the story. The story is going to continue one way or the other. Right, but BA2 can't be gating uh, the relic. No, that's what I'm saying. They need. Th- what I'm saying is I expect a lot of Baldessian Arsenal equivalents mm-hmm. to appear. And I don't think we necessarily have to deal with this unless we actually take back the cash from this way. I'm, I'm trying to formulate it properly, but essentially I think she's a part of that. I don't think, cause I, think- I, I don't think they're going to make her like the new extreme, like, you know, the in-between extreme that... We got, like, with Varys. Because that's the other alternative for me, is that even I though think, you go through the story, she's part of a solo instance, and then there's an extreme yeah. horror. I think that would have to be it, though. Because Okay, so so if she's in the BA equivalent, right, that means that she's not in the story instance because she can't be gating the relic. Right? Unless she's part of the story instance, and then they somehow integrate And then they put into, her in there as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking more the lines of, like, um, there would be a story instance with her that, um, the, the kind of surrounds of Alamut would be the exploration zone and that the Castrum proper would be like the story instance zone. 
Um, but having that, I mean, maybe it could be both. Maybe, maybe it could, it could be, be like the, the single player story in the zone and we, and we fight, um, Gunhilda at the end of that. And then like, rather than having an extreme mode, we get like a, a BA sort of equivalent, like rehash of this instance. That would be. Yep. There's a few possibilities that's, that's laid out. I just think we're going to have way more BAs. I don't think it's just going to be BA2 and done. I think there's going to be a BA234 for 0. 0.35, 0. 0.45, 0. 0.55. Otherwise, why else am I going to go so. through? Like, if I really want to know the story, why would I put up with the exploration zone? Even if I like the content. Like, mm-hmm. just think about, think about the difference in access to the, to the mm-hmm. story versus just, cause you're going to have to level. They already confirmed there's going to be like an elemental level equivalent and shit. In the new one. They need something that sits at the end of that that isn't yeah. the relic weapon. But to do that repeatedly? Like, over a short amount of time? Fuck it, we ain't getting a deep dungeon, they got time. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but... <sighs> Fuck it, we got less dungeons, they got time. <laughs> you see, okay, so I, I would have felt like open world zones, like, you know similar like elemental levels all that kind of stuff but now we've got this idea of like dreamscapes memoryscapes mm-hmm. um, oh we're so not done with those we're so not done right with those. right but what i'm thinking now is like is it out of the question that maybe we're not even going to any of these bojan zones physically maybe we have elemental levels because we're in a fucking dream right oh and it's like God, dream yeah. levels or something Mind levels, memory levels. I, I, I don't know. Like they, they, again, there's always some sort of like lore explanation of why we have this leveling process, and it can't just be like an ordinary open world zone. In that case, no. That's why Tartarus and and the the ether being warped because of mm-hmm. Dalamud were so like. That's why those were such strong opinions of mine based yeah. on the thing because those would yeah, give you reason. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited, man. I don't think I've ever actually been excited for a relic before. And for not even the relic, because I don't give a fuck about the weapon. I just raid. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But I'm in it. I'm in it for the for the lore. Yeah, I'm. I'm really struggling to think where Tartarus comes in now. Tartarus is a weapon. Yeah, not a weapon. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a place. It's not like a direct kind of reference to this layer of Greek hell. Tartarus is a weapon. It is the weapon that created the Ritterana cataract. It basically blasted a, a giant hole, like fucking Death Star style, down through Galg um, into the center of the Earth, which is why there's that crazy, like massive waterfall there, um, and basically. Everyone on the planet thinks that it's the entrance to the hell of water um, as a result. But um, what Noah believes is that it was caused by this weapon, Tartarus, that he's studied, gotten a hold of. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do with it. I don't we, know how we, we don't it, even fully understand to... it because when it's used against us, right. we're sent to mm-hmm. we're sent through a portal to what looks to be another part of the Ritara- of the lighthouse in Ritterama. Mm-hmm. And then if mm-hmm. you don't get out quick enough, boom. Essentially. Yeah. So the question is, is the portal part of it? Or is or is the portal just them sending you to a place that's separate from it? Because then there's also the S rank in Ractica, which makes direct reference to Tartarus as well. And it's Tatarian, a question of, yeah. yeah. And it's a question of, is that the same magics that invoked it? The Ronkins have yeah. similar access to knowledge? 
like that, or is it? Yeah, it's just it would be weird to for because because even the S rank says just literally whispers the word Tartarus, like yeah. when they're out of combat. Yeah, I mean, okay, if if you want to like put the tinfoil hat on for a second, um, Tartarus was what like ended Gaug. Gaug yeah. was gone. The survivors of Gaug ended up eventually founding Garlemald, apparently, as far as we know. If you want to put on like the big tinfoil hat, like maybe Tartarus is something like Ozma. Maybe maybe Tartarus picked up like a chunk of Gaug and most of its citizens and fucking dumped it in the first and they became Ronkins, you know? Like I'm thinking along the lines of anything's on the table, maybe. I mean, even if you look at Ronkin society, a lot of it, a lot of the technology, it doesn't, it doesn't work the same, but it has a lot of the same functions in regards to their defensive systems to what we experience in the lighthouse at Ritterana. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, I hate that idea. I don't want anyone to like ascribe that idea. I don't want you guys. All right, so Ethis has now predicted, guys, that listen. If I see one fucking law forum or Reddit post saying like. No, Ethis has this really uh, interesting theory about uh, the Rungans being originally from Gag. No, I don't want none of that. It's canon now. What I'm trying to demonstrate is that we have no idea what this Tyrus is, what it's capable of, what the hell it has to do with Dalamud, what the hell it has to do with, you know, summoning primal forms of of old Hrothgars. Like, there is just, there is so much shit going on here. There are so many layers we got like these exposition dumps that kind of changed the way we think about a lot of stuff. And we're going to be getting these like every single chapter now. Like it's <laughs> anyone's game at the moment. Yeah. The great serpent of Gaug. Yeah, of course. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the great, I shouldn't open my mouth. The great, I just keep my mouth closed. The great serpent of Gaug. Listen, you, you put the, here's the thing. You made the tinfoil hat and put it on someone else. I did. I did. <laughs> I, did. I put it on me and I put it on everyone else. I'm sorry, guys. There you go. I actually think that would be fascinating, but at the same time, I I wouldn't. It'd be weird. <laughs> it'd be really, really. Now, now I need to go back through the lighthouse and see if we see any any depictions of the serpent. <laughs> Just look along the walls on the outside. If we see the serpent, then we know. <laughs> I will scream. <laughs> I will oh. not scream. I will scream. No, he will scream. I will, will not scream. Yeah. That's how I imagine it sounds. I need to hear it. It's okay. No. Everyone's going to scree away. Yeah, this is the foil, the t- tinfoil tent. <laughs> Would you like to get in my tinfoil tent? That'd get hot, man. You can make some hot dogs in there. All right. Oh, God. My, yeah. yeah, come join my tinfoil fucking city. My tinfoil commune. It's called the Amarat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything that's else? That's all I got. No, that's that's all. Let me let me have a look. Yeah, that's basically all I got. Yeah, we covered Noah. We covered the Sears of Mikoto. Things we learned about Meteor Project. Things we learned about Bodra. What could be happening next? The... That's all I got. And then we went over the uh, main story implications. Oh the... yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to you want to talk about there? Just the idea that like memory and mind and mm-hmm. cementing these things together is something that I'm Dakota surprised we're with. not like I'm surprised we're not like being uh like a, a messenger between between the Exarch and Mikoto and that like 
we're not having that conversation because mm-hmm. he would be the perfect person to talk to to kind of relay messages to the XR in terms of like theories on the XR and uh, look back in terms of theories what? on uh, not only that my big thing is we need a way to receive all that all the soul and the mind and everything when it gets here do we not now have the perfect mm-hmm. candidate to figure out how we get all that and get it back into the bodies you'd think so yeah yeah look what 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 I need here when we have stuff like this because it happened a couple of times in the last couple of patches where we've been like oh that could be like really handy for the science right now what what we need is at least um, the ability to go back to Graha or Rianje and have them tell us why it wouldn't work you know I, I obviously it would be a mess if we mm-hmm. suddenly have like stuff in these side stories affecting stuff in the MSQ like they can't start going down that path. Um, now all of a sudden, but it would be nice if we had just a couple of lines of going back to Graha and having like a dialogue option to be like, Hey, we've been talking with our girl Mikoto. You're a student of Baldesian. I know it was like 200 years ago, but like you remember her, right? And, and, and Graha just being like, that girl's a fucking hack. I'm not listening to anything she's got to say. I'm not doing it. You well, see, because like, right, I mean, well, cool. that, that brings up a good point too, because like there's Mikoto's sister. Yeah. And I don't know. We don't know what she's versed in or how well versed she is in etheric, you know, studies. And if anyone was going to know where to find an archon, our girl Matoya would probably know right away. <laughs> right. I'm still waiting yeah. for Matoya to die. It's got to happen soon. <laughs> I predicted wow. it like four years ago. I'm still waiting yeah, I mean, for her to she's, die. She's really old. Like, we, no, we no, she's going to give her life to save Ishtola from her ethereal degradation. That's the prediction. Uh, she's gonna, she's gonna give her, her ether to Ishtola to mend her constant use of you. I'm telling you. And what, give, give Ishtola like another five years? No, 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 she's gonna she's, mend she it. Hasn't got she's that gonna much give her, life she's left. gonna give her whole life to mend it. Yeah, again, like all five years of it. Nah, dude, she's been alive long enough. She's, she's just gonna stick around. She, she'll outlive all of us, man. Wow. Uh, Toy outlive all of us. I mean, Unless she, she sacrifices herself for Ishtola, then she probably won't. <laughs> Calling it. Calling it. Uh, that's my tinfoil hat. My, that's my tent. Okay. Sorry. That's my tinfoil tent that looks like a fucking cat, a cat tower right now. No, that one's definitely more realistic, for sure. Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I, listen, the, the identical sister thing isn't a mistake. They, they, they mention it for a good reason. It's gonna get utilized some somewhere down the line. What, what's with identical twins and Charlian? <laughs> Why does this keep happening? I mean, that's maybe that's part of the conspiracy. Maybe that's goes back to the whole you know logarithmic spiral and Amaranth thing. Man, we are just uh, just going nuts with the conspiracy theories today. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do this. <laughs> Straight line. Amorite, Charlian. Logarithmic spirals. Charlian was founded by Asians. They have Asian secrets. Uh, you know what? Let's take it a step further. All of the twins in Charlian are, are shards of the same soul. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Can I, remember, guys, Ethis has now confirmed that all the, whatever that was, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone in Charlene is a twin. Um, 
when one of the previous shards were destroyed, they brought over. A, uh, well, at least at least Sly's no. been dealing with twins a lot in the last <laughs> couple weeks in Persona, so he's well he's well versed in the idea of 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 the twins being part of one soul. I can't even do this ironically. I was like, this would be fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not, it's not fun. It's not even not even ironically. <laughs> nope. Sorry, right. when all of it comes true, you'll just look all the smarter. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, so I was I was so totally serious during that time, guys. I mean, I said so it. So will will yeah. Makoto have the the Mark. echo? Yeah, I have a feeling she will. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she'll be some like really arrogant person and like doesn't listen to anything Makoto says and then Makoto will get that one thing right and then they'll have like a bonding moment where they realize how they weren't really so different all along. Oh, so she's going to be waifu. Got it. I didn't say anything like that. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that's not even remotely where that conversation came says, or went. It says a lot about Sly though, doesn't it? Yeah. You know you want to say it, Ethos. Say what? Come on. Sly knows. Sly knows what you what you want to say. Bullshit. No, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I love it. I love it how I said that once, and it like sunk so far. (laughs) Well, to be fair, it's also a command on your stream. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it helps. It helps perpetuate it. You know, that is fair. Yeah, you did this to yourself. Okay, um, unless there's anything else main story implication wise that you want to discuss, there's only there's only one other quick thing that we got to talk about here at the end. No, I'm good. Oh yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm <laughs> tired. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, will it, will it mess things up if I turn off my camera right now? Yeah, it probably would, but I don't um, know. I think so. Yeah. Good. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> Oh, it didn't? No, it didn't screw anything up, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. Damn it. Yeah, your attempt has failed. Oh, you can turn it back on now. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, that's staying off, isn't it? Okay. All right, what we got? Okay, so before we go, and well, by the way, yes, we know we skipped entirely over the Crafter and Gather Rocks. <laughs> just so you I know. Don't, I just don't care. Sky Steel Tools. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. We're not the people to talk about them. Let's let's oddly be very honest things. about that. There are oddly specific things, and I need a lore reason for oddly specific things, and I'll try to dig deep. Yeah, I don't know that there's no lore to it, but I know it's nothing I know. I I don't think there is. Um, I haven't dug into them yet. I've been too busy with other shit, honestly. Yeah. I will, and if there is law to them, you guys will be hearing about it on Aozibia, so suck it. But until then... That's two um, questions we'll get wrong. One yeah. each. Yep. But until then, it's uh, beyond our scope right now. So, sorry. Yep. All right. So, um, the only other thing to talk about is actually a pretty major thing now. In recent shows, we've, we've of course, made mention, both in our Patreon shoutouts and just our general speculation about what was going to be happening with 14 over the next, you know, six months to a year. Um, if the current pandemic that's affecting the world would impact Final Fantasy 14. Now, the last interview we actually had came out last week. It was, it wasn't dated very recently. 
but it was dated recently enough that it was at least on the minds of Yoshi, and he had said that not as of that time it had not impacted development. However, after Japan has been put into a state of emergency, um, a lot of people have had to come up with ways to work from home, which is not a very common thing over in Japan. It now has impacted Final Fantasy XIV's development team, and in their process to make sure everyone is safe and healthy, which is of course the priority, the development team has, Yoshida himself has officially announced that there will 100% be a delay on patch 5.3 due to this. He won't commit to a time frame of a specific period. He would love to say two, three weeks, but it could be a month. They don't know yet. They haven't really deigned what will, how, how quickly they'll be able to pursue or, or uh, persist with development uh, at this point. So they're still in the process of getting everyone set up to work from home, but there's all sorts of other issues, such as being able to record voice acting in certain languages or, you know, the assets and how they get from point A to point B and how feedback and quality assurance is, is all handled. So there's a whole detailed post about that, but we feel, felt worth mentioning because... Obviously, we want the development team. We want the community teams as well. You know, we talk a lot about the dev team, and I feel like we haven't given enough credence to also our team over North America, teams over in Europe, all over the place, and them and their work environments as well. The, the safety is priority. But it doesn't change that people are now looking at 14 and wondering how much that impacts the game over the next however much time. And to that I say, bro, I can wait a month as long as people are healthy and safe. That's all I. That's all I have to say. I've been said that. Yeah, like, but there's take but, all the time you fucking need. Yeah, but Seriously. there are people who are like, oh, I guess that means the next raid tier will also be delayed a month, and I'm like, is that really the point of? <laughs> yeah, that's of, not really the take home here, is it? That's right. not really the mm. the take home. It's like, oh, mm. me, oh, means my relic. Well, and yes, I get that. Like as people who are also stuck at home, quarantined as consumers, especially with funds and everything being a question mark for a lot of people. It's it's a fair enough thing to consider, but right. we felt it necessary because it, it obviously affects the show, State of the Realm, as right. well. So we wanted to express, um, again, we've, we've expressed this before, but now that it's official, now that we, we have an actual statement, express our concern and support for that and that we will still be doing State of the Realm even during this delayed period. But reasonably, we can only do so many shows. So this... Thus, we have TBG. And this is why TBG is going to be a thing. So we wanted to take this double right. opportunity to make sure that we wish everyone safe and healthy who is working on the development team, mm -hmm. any of the community teams around the world, and any of the Square Enix offices. And also let you guys know that we will be filtering in some non-Final Fantasy fourteen podcasts that will be named appropriately. They will not be called State of the Realm. Obviously, we did one State of the Realm that wasn't about fourteen, and we learned our lesson about that. <laughs> and thus, TBG was born, which was an idea that was born before all of this, but... Had never right. come to fruition and will now be coming to fruition to fill in general gaming news or topics over the next several weeks. We'll probably be alternating given there's, if there's a week with news, we'll do it. If there's a week without news, we won't do State of the Realm. We'll do TVG instead. And those are looking to air Saturdays at noon live on Twitch and then they'll be on, uh, YouTube the following day. They will also be available in audio format as well. And we'll be doing Patreon shoutouts and Steel Series shoutouts and all that. TBG's talking about games because in Jersey we never say the A in about. So, or the G in talking. Yeah, or the G in talking. So we talking. Mm. Technically, it's T A W K I N apostrophe. 
talking. It's not like T O R K E N. No, it's not twerking. That's that's so that's that's talk, too close talk. to twerking, and we don't. Uh, yeah, that's, that's no good. It's yeah, none so of that. Talking apostrophe, and then you end talking with an apostrophe, and you start about without the a, but with an apostrophe, and then it's bout. There you go. That's way too many apostrophes. Yeah, see, somebody typed that talking about games. There you go, see? Whoever, whoever we get to like make up the assets for this, I, I feel sorry for them having to deal with those apostrophes. That's going to be a whole mess. I'm sure there's a really cool way you can work those in style. Let's say, honestly, stylistically, you probably throw the apostrophes away. Yeah, you probably just don't even include them. Because, you know, fuck it. That's what I would do as a as, not, as a writer. As a, as a writer, how dare you? How <laughs> dare you, sir? Okay, I dare. Um, anyway, so so we're doing that. Uh, what week week after next Saturday the twenty? Yes. So next week there will six, be okay. no state of the realm. Don't give me that look, Sly. We had this discussion. Hmm. <laughs> there will be no hmm. state hmm. of the realm hmm. next hmm. week. And next Saturday at noon, we'll be doing a Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast. Yeah. Because that's something we want to talk about, and it's not going to happen on this show. Especially not on a normal week. So right. that's uh, that's going to be our, our next topic, which is still a week and a half away. Hell yeah, yeah. Sly, so Sly, I wasn't sure how far Sly was along with it. He says he's almost done. Because you've been playing it on your own. You haven't been streaming it. You've been streaming P5R. When did I say that? Oh no! You so you so earlier I said how far along are you? Are you? I didn't mean how far along you were with P five R. I meant how far along you were Seven Remake. Because I okay. So you are almost done with your first playthrough of P five R, and then that opens up time mm-hmm. to play Seven Remake. Okay, there you go. Yes. Yeah, I got other shit to work on, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll have, <laughs> we'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about that in your outro. Yeah, just wanted to mm-hmm. level with everyone about that. Um, we do actually have. Four weeks worth of guaranteed topics that Sly and I have talked about. You'll learn more about that yes. when it's time. Um, and what we'll probably do is probably, we were originally going to do a themed month with those shows, but I think instead we'll alternate them and spread them alternate out. It. Yeah, so that way we go stay of the realm, TPG, stay of the realm, TPG. That way, that covers two, two of the three months where at least minimum expecting to wait regarding the next patch. On top of the TPG we have next week, which makes for nine shows that we should theoretically be able to have planned out mm-hmm. and set up. So, and that's not including, we still might get like a remote live letter or two. We may still get other, other news tidbits popping up, things like interviews and whatnot that may warrant more state of the realms long way. That's where we currently stand. Just want to get you guys up to speed on that because, you know, you guys watch and we like it. We like that you watch. Yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> there you go. Ethis just gives you eyes like, there you go. Just gives you eyes. People are listening to this? Oh, God. Well, the show's all not watching it, so... Jeez. Yeah. I thought we were just, like, talking shit. Fuck, I gotta make some phone calls. I would call my attorney. <laughs> 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 Alright. On that note, I think it's time we wrap things up before these two get to do their outros. Again, shout-out to our sponsor for the show, Steel Series. 12% discount code, Mr. Happy 12 is in the description of the YouTube video if you want to buy something, but... You know, it's not really feasible for everyone, so don't forget we have those free monthly giveaways. Rules are all posted down there. Any country Steel Series ship to can enter, so you're good on that front. On top of that, we of course have our patrons whose names 
have been scrolling through the top right. We did name those three new patrons at the start of the show, so thank you to them in the current times for supporting. And, of course, we have our patrons of Darkness, Creature Cross on Genova and Kurnai Oni. We always get their special shout-out. We still have their same old images here. Kucha Cross on Genova for the first one. And if only my OBS wouldn't freak out and be easier to do. Why you got to do it at this every time? I don't read the names anymore in the full list. It doesn't make You're any sense. You're reading some of them. I read, read a couple. two of them and I, re- I read five of them today. All right. Okay. okay. Well, I'll give you five names worth of PogChamps. That's right. a lot of PogChamps for five names. I'm just really excited about it. You posted seven messages for five people of varying amounts of fog jams. I'm just really enthusiastic about our patrons. All right. Your your patrons. (laughs) Our patrons. (laughs) So thank you for uh, the support, Kuja Cross, on Genova and Kernayoni, and also thanks to all of our patrons, and of course everyone who tunes in. If you're not a patron, still tune in. And we're also not removing patrons' names during these times as well. So if you're not on that list anymore, you're still technically on that list because... Fuck it, man. I'm not removing people's names for taking care of themselves in this time. Okay? Sounds good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And uh, with that, uh, his camera's a little pixely because, you know, net, but... Not again? No, it's way better than last Ooh. time. No, it's good. like last time you you even roboted a little bit. This time, it's Ooh. just it's just slightly pixely. It's like, it's like 480p instead of 1080 Okay. Well, yeah. sorry about that, guys. No, it's fine. It, it's it just you, you know what? You look great in 480p. In 480p, <laughs> not so much. You're so you're so beautiful yeah. in 480p. What about in 1080? Oh no! You know. Um, question: Is this my is this my outro? Is that it, what I'm doing? Yeah, it sure is. I just want to let you know before you let them know before I made you full screen on that. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, watching, everyone. This is... Oh, my God. That is really pixelated. Um, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Google for various things that I've written for various publications. Um, Ethis Asher. And uh, I'm normally inside high quality in this, but that's, but that's me. And you know that. And uh, we're playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake at the moment. I think we're up to, like, Chapter 12. And we're picking that up again uh, tomorrow around, uh, like, pretty early in the morning Pacific time, around, like, midday uh, GMT. So, uh, yeah, come say hi. Uh, what about you, Sly? How's, uh, how's Persona going for you? Great. Almost done, actually. Almost at the new content. Hi. Hi, I'm Sly. Uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash sly, aka Gray Fox, uh, Twitter at slytofox, youtube.com slash velvetroom, facebook.com slash aka Gray Fox, all that jazz. Yes, I am still working through Persona 5 Royal. I uh, still in the first playthrough. Almost done with the vanilla content and getting into the actual Royal content. And after that, I'm probably going to take a day or two of a break because I fucking need it. And, um,. <laughs> And I need to work on things. Like, I'm, like, I already told people I was gonna do seven as a guilty pleasure off stream, and I plan on doing that. But even still, there's more things. There's fucking Sakura Wars at the end of the month, which I am really, really looking forward to. And, yeah, just things. Please look forward to it. Happy. What about you? So, so the good news is, FS, it's not just solely your internet because, uh. Yeah, slide pixels as well. He didn't literally until five seconds before I swapped to him. (laughs) And then, and then it started. So yeah, it's just Discord. 
just consider it just close. It's not all too surprising. Yeah. You know, we all know a lot of services have been slightly disrupted, you know, due to overuse. I'm sure Discord's yeah, yeah. no different. I know I've had a few crashes here. But hey, everyone, I'm Mr. Happy 170. You can find me Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Um, it's, it's been a hell of a last two weeks, last night, and only a little bit the night before, were actually like my first great nights of sleep. And not because I couldn't sleep, but because I stayed up way too late playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, like way more than need to be, because I've already platinumed the game like four days ago at this point. Uh, oh, jeez. I'm even going to be doing some any percent runs on easy over the course of the is week. That, is that before or after rehab? Depends on when I when my when the group session is, I guess. <laughs> but I think my next group session is Saturday at noon Pacific, so I think I think I can fit it in before then. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'll even Great. be even be doing a little bit of seven remake any percent, and we also have Trials of Mana on April twenty fourth, which will be the day before the next show, actually. So we'll, we'll, of course, be diving into that. There's going to be a lot of distractions from 14. There's going to be a lot of not 14 content over the next uh, couple months because there's only so much you can realistically do over the next several months while we're waiting on the next uh, the next piece of content. So finish up some old things. we got Versus videos that need to get finished. Uh, Cash of Versus was actually supposed to be in the works, and then I had the review copy of 7 Remake, and that finished the script for it, and then saw my email and went... All right, this is shelved for now. All right, let's see what we got going on here. Uh, so, yeah, yep. we've, we've got all the verses to finish up. We've, of course, got State of the Realm TBG. You need to get assets actually made instead of the State of the Realm Redux assets that I, <laughs> that I currently have for TBG. Where they're just, it's like a darker version of this without the, the Eorzean map, in a sense. So it's going to be a good time. we got we got some good things planned. You know? So uh, if you're, you know, you're stuck inside or you're... Uh, Essential worker being a hero out there. You have some stuff to listen to, some stuff to watch. You know, you got all the stuff you can do with Twitch and YouTube and all that good stuff. Be safe. Okay? Be hygiene. Be hygiene. I know Eugene, but not hygiene. It's interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, don't look at me like that. Okay, and with that, we're going to wrap up and go over into a short post-show, so that way Ethis can uh, head to Betty Bye, and then Sly can uh, go back to his regularly scheduled program, which I'm assuming will continue after this, after, since I interrupted you in the middle of P5R. It's fine. Yeah, but I mean, you're still going back to it after this, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So everyone, we'll probably we'll probably host Sly after this done. All right, we'll go to short post show, and we will see you next week for talking about games, Final Fantasy VII remake spoiler cast. We will see you then. Until then, take care. Thank you, everyone. See Bye. You.